Hello, and welcome back to the Logan and Jake Take Podcast. The rumors of our demise, as usual, were greatly exaggerated. <laughs> Logan, how was your week? Uh, this week was, so, pull the curtain back, we're... Uh, Independence Day was yesterday. Uh, yes, happy birthday, America. Indeed, indeed. Uh, it it was a solid week. So, technically, it's only Wednesday at the moment, so this week's been going fine. Before that, though, last week I was in the uh, ungodly hot state of Florida in Orlando. And uh, they really got to do something about that heat down there. It's, it's, it's atrocious. It's terrible. Heat. Gators. Fortunately, just falling off trees. Fortunately, didn't see any gators. Although, when I went to the Ripley's Believe It or Not place, when I walked inside, there was a giant uh, Governor DeSantis statue that had a sign on it saying "DeSantis for President." I was like, "That's that's never going to happen." Did you believe it? Like when you left Ripley's Believe It or Not, did you believe it or not? Did I believe what? Ripley's? What it? it, it, it the the um, proverbial it. I, I guess. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been more fun if Dean Cain had come out of nowhere and been like, believe it or not. Because as you know, he used to be the host of that TV show back in the day. I mean, it was fine. I was expecting there to be more stuff and for it to be bigger. Uh, But I mean, it, it was all right. Me and my cousin, we did the mirror maze after that. That was, that was actually pretty fun. The mirror maze was more fun than the actual museum. The museum was just a bunch of weird crap. And I was like, this is, this is stupid. But my cousin was having fun, so that's all that really mattered. Uh, I, I've been in a mirror maze once when I went to the beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, creeped me out. It reminded me a little bit too strongly of the beginning of that movie, Us. Fair enough. And I, I turned and walked out before I got too far into it. Was not creeped out. Did think it would make for a great music video. My friend who went in on the other end with me. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Levi. <laughs> he was big confused. Because there's a point in which you're supposed to cross the other person coming from the other direction. Yep. And they had told us don't get startled because that's the one thing that tends to spook people as they bump into each other and they were like so don't like get too freaked out if you act, if you physically turn a corner and bump into your friend well I got the anxiety like a few minutes in and I just turned and followed my trail out and yes I made a trail because like that's all glass I breathed on it ran my finger across it so I'd know I turned and went back out because uh, the great evil not coming for me. Bro, it's literally just a maze with mirrors. Uh, Can't nothing get you. Uh, bro, I thought I was looking at parallel doppelgangers of me and not all of them were... Uh, That's not, just called a mirror. Not all of them had my best interest at heart in this universe. Well, I've read a lot of comic books, B. Bro, did you think mirror, Too many movies. Did you think Mirror Master was yes, going to come out I, of nowhere exactly, and trap you in an I've alternate dimension? I've been watching dimension? a lot of Lost. I mean, I... I've been watching a lot of The Flash. <laughs> okay, a lot of no. The Flash, a lot of Arrow. No. A lot of Superman and Lois. I was really afraid that something like that might happen to me. Okay. 
Uh, so, my friend comes out a few minutes later. He's like, dude, I was like kind of worried when I never ran into you. Like, look, I, 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 you know me and the anxiety once it gets going, you know. Unacceptable. So, how, uh, overall, how was Orlando? Uh, Orlando was a solid 6.57 out of 10. The resort was nice. Nice. There was an all-you-can-eat buffet for breakfast every day. It cost me 24 bucks, but I mean, besides that, every day? Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah, the buffet was 24 bucks a day. How many days were you there? We got there Sunday. I left Wednesday evening, so I only paid for breakfast. Like I, I spent like 70, 80 bucks on it's, it's whatever. Look, a man give, after my own heart. When you give me the option of an all-you-can-eat breakfast buffet, and breakfast is my favorite meal of the day, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. I mean, we but did, we did it also, in uh, Memphis. We ate at Ann Delta's Kitchen, and that shit was like 30 bucks, but it was delicious. Yeah, yeah, yes. I was thinking of a burning smokehouse or whatever, and I was like, "No, that that food was bullshit." I want <laughs> a refund. If I was burning, Can I would I be get rolling a over. Refund? Ass first in that too. That oh, uh, but no. I mean, it was a fun trip. Uh, I spent most of it just watching my cousin, making sure he was having a good time. Took him to the pool. He swam for about two hours. I sat on one of the chairs and underneath an umbrella, just chilling. Listen to podcasts because anybody that knows me, I don't swim. That's not my jam, mainly because I don't know how. Uh, but got ice cream pretty much every day. Just chill. Lunch, uh, dinner, fantastic. There are a bunch of nice uh, restaurants in the hotel, and it was like right down the road from SeaWorld, which I didn't go to because I don't support SeaWorld because it's a terrible establishment. Unless they want to pay us, in which case I love SeaWorld. You should watch Blackfish is an excellent documentary. Unless they want to pay us, in which case don't watch Blackfish. It's full of terrible, terrible, terrible lies. Fake news. <laughs> but no, uh, it was great. The Honestly, only downside, I did not stop driving. Like I didn't take a break when I was driving down there. And even going the shortest distance, it was still like five, six hours. And I just kept driving so when I finally got to Orlando I was like good god everything in my body hurts yeah uh, it, it's funny you mentioned the the uh, like the pool and how you don't swim because everyone knows no who knows me knows I love to swim going to South Carolina this weekend for my wife it's a wonderful opportunity for her to visit her cousin her aunt her uncle have a good time with family for me, it's a wonderful opportunity to lounge in their pool for like two days. I can't wait for that. Um, and if I get up there and it's we sold the pool, brother, or they fill the pool in, I'm going to hail. <laughs> they filled it in with concrete. I'm going to hail an Uber and <laughs> go right back three and a half hours back to that. Uh, <laughs> that that would be an expensive Uber ride. It would actually. That would probably I'm be. I'm just out of curiosity. <laughs> Vamp while I look up. So, in this episode, friends, we are going to um, be discussing many of the things that we've watched and seen since last we met. Um, what city? Uh, it's it's it. What what city is it, Savannah? It's Simpsonville. 
Is that it? Mm-hmm. Simpsonville, South Carolina to Zebulon, Georgia. Simp- Simpson as in Yes. Belton. Simpsons. She's smack dab between Simpsonville and Belton. Um, so some of the things we've watched would include the Jennifer Lawrence uh, R-rated comedy No Hard Feelings. We saw that one. Uh, we also saw Warner Brothers' um, latest entry into the DCEU, uh, The Flash. And we watched Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. So we'll be sure to talk about those. I've been watching The Walking Dead, Dead City, the Maggie and Negan-centric spinoff. So, um, if you, if, real quick, uh, if you went with the um, the cheapest Uber from where we are right now to where they are in South Carolina... Uh, if you left right now, you would get there at 9.22 p.m., and it would cost you $197.96. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Although, if you took the if you took the uh, Uber Black, because, you know, you're fancy and you want the premium ride, $641. What does an Uber Black entail? High-end rides with professional drivers. So, like, fancy cars. Not gonna lie, I've been in. I haven't been in an Uber Black. I've been in like a regular Uber before. Very nice, and you can tell them not to talk to you, which I find to be wonderful because I don't want to talk to random strangers. Have you did? I feel like my follow up is: Have you done that? Have you taken an Uber and been like, "Don't talk to me"? Yeah, like in the app, you can be like, "I don't want to talk." Oh, like yeah, no, I'm not just gonna get in their car and be like, "Appreciate it." Thanks for the ride. You get your money. Shut up. Don't talk to me. No, that would be different. I'd be like, bro, I'm rethinking this working relationship. Like, <laughs> like what a dick. No. <laughs> no. I, like, on the app, you can just be like, do not want to talk. And then, you know, they just won't talk. To That's you. fair. Because I feel like. Although sometimes, from I'll, what I'll, my friends have told me, you'll do the do not talk option and they'll still try to talk. And to they'll you. still be like. A really happy Hogan figure, you know. Yeah, like, I'm like leave me alone. <laughs> Although, if it was in fact Happy Hogan, I'd probably talk to him. No, I don't. No. <laughs> don't talk to me. <laughs> um, this is a, this is a business transaction. I have hired you to get me from point so, A to point B. We're never going to see each other again. The only person associated with Uber that I will talk to. N- no. <laughs> the only person associated with Uber that I will have a conversation with is when I'm ordering food from Uber Eats. And when they're dropping the food off, I will talk to them then. But I don't even use Uber Eats anymore, unless you want to pay us, in which case, feel free. I'll exclusively use Uber Eats. I prefer DoorDash. And I did get the same lady on a couple of DoorDash orders, and then I saw her in public a couple of times, so we developed a nice uh, a rapport. I thought you were about to be like, we developed a nice romantic relationship. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no. No. She just brought me my wonderful food, and I was like, thank you so much. And then I saw her one day when I was at Waffle House. Question. Semi-related. Do you think that Grubhub, which is similar to these other services, is owned by the same company who created StubHub? Is that a... It's just a, just a general no. question. No, okay. no. Not all, I'll, not I'll look all, it. I'll look it up not for a, not you. Not all though. hubs are related. Shut the fuck. Up. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Um. So, 
I have taken a couple of Ubers. They were mostly in the context of being like at the beach and not feeling like driving my car, depending on like what I was going to be doing, where I was going to be at. Mm-hmm. So like, I took an Uber to like, I, th- I think I took an Uber to play like, uh, do an escape room and then I took an Uber, I had a friend pick me up and then I took an Uber from, oh, uh, an Uber picked Picked me and uh, same friend from the Mirror Maze uh, picked us up from um, that restaurant uh, Sharky's in Panama City Beach, mm. and you know the way it's like right there on the beach. It picked us up after we had dinner, and that was a strange ride because uh, Levi and the dude talked about video games like the whole way back to the hotel, and it was like. But it was like deep cuts. Like, these are two serious, intense gamers. And they're speaking a language that not... I, like, I can't even keep up with it. Like, that's how intense it got at one point. Uh, so, I wish we had clicked the don't <laughs> feature. So, like, <laughs> Levi and I could have shared the awkwardness together. Like, sir, I would prefer you to not talk to me. Thank you very much. But, uh, but yeah, no, that's, no, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's the majesty of Uber, I guess. Okay. Although I also prefer Lyft over Uber. Um, is there any news? Any news? Any headlines? Anything that, uh, we want to bloviate about or opine on uh, besides the fact that Mission Impossible comes out in like a week no. no oh well okay so technically this is news and we haven't ever talked about this on here but we're both huge Smallville fans Alice and Matt got let out of prison. Wow. Uh, after serving only two years of her jail sentence, after being the right-hand woman of the dude who led the Nexium cult, it was her job to recruit and indoctrinate young women into the cult. She tried to do it with two of her Smallville co-stars. Both were like, no, we good. Although Kristen Crook did, of her own admittance, go to a meeting, and then she was like, no. And then Erica Durant was just like, no. But uh, she, Allison Mack also, once the women had been indoctrinated, used a hot branding iron to brand them with the symbol, and then these ladies were used as, um... They, they, they performed services of the sexual nature on the leader of the cult. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, two, two years seems fair. Oh, bless two. her. Bless her white privilege. Mm, yeah. yeah. But, uh, whistling past that graveyard. I assume <laughs> that she gave up a lot of details on a bunch of other people in the cult. She must have flipped. Uh, I guess she pulled a Ghislaine Maxwell, only she got out of prison. <laughs> It just laying is currently underneath the prison. <laughs> um, 
I, I, I highly would, doubt. I, I wouldn't was, know they deep sixed any evidence of that trial. Like, <laughs> it's not even on the YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I honestly doubt Alice and Mac will ever work in Hollywood again. I would so. be. Um, I, well, okay. I was gonna say I'd be confused, but I'm gonna be honest. I would not be confused. Hollywood practices what we would call selective outrage. So, like, you know, it's okay. It's 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 okay to be mad at, um, uh, like alleged ill behavior of an actor like a uh, Jonathan Majors or a Johnny Depp, it's not okay to be upset with Roman Polanski. You know what I mean? Right. Selective outrage. If she writes a tell-all book and she pretends to, because I don't think she's remorseful, but if she pretends to be remorseful, writes a tell-all book and the book does well, Hollywood would take her back with open arms. I would advise her to not do that because um, I don't think anybody would buy it. Look, I, this is this would get me canceled, but I don't have a platform to get canceled from. Fam, we, we're on um, that platform right now. Uh, Allison, look, I say this with all the love and sincerity that I don't have for you in my heart. If you... If you're looking to, like, make money... Don't. Don't. Just don't. Um, don't. There are ways you can do that that uh, you don't have to be hired in Hollywood to make big-budget movies anymore. Okay? And I'll, I'll let you read betwixt the lines. Okay? Let's move on. You should be ashamed of yourself. Oh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Gonna be something. I mean, she literally branded people. Uh, she can give me It's gonna be so sad when the mob comes for you, and I gotta rename this podcast next week. But like Jake uh, got abducted by the masses, and I haven't seen him in Mentia Moons. He's in therapy. <laughs> no, so time for a break. <laughs> Sponsored by Allison Max New Business Associates OnlyFans.com. Jesus. <laughs> oh fuck. Uh, Anywho, so it's time for our new bit. It might be recurring, I don't know. It, it, it's either going to be recurring or we'll do it like every blue moon, like we do the one where we pit two various different directors or actors against each other and see uh, whose career stacks up. I think on, we didn't do it on the last one, but I think it was like going to be like Ethan Hawke and somebody else. <laughs> and honestly, Ethan Hawke's career pretty solid but no this one it's gonna be I'm gonna ask you a simple question and you're gonna have to give me five answers it's gonna be the top five highest grossing movie franchises of all time now before you start answering some of these you would think would be in the same franchise but they separate them so, do what you will with that. Off the top of your head, what do you think number five is? Okay, these are the top five highest grossing... And I won't tell you if you're right until after you've given me all Franchises five. of all time. Indeed. Uh, at number five, I'm going with 
gonna gonna write your answers down. Go ahead. What do you got? Okay, so okay, what makes this difficult is I'm thinking about longevity of franchises too, because some of these, some of the most high, the highest grossing franchises are not necessarily the things that are the most popular right now. They've just been around a long time. True. Um, okay. I'm going to go with James Bond is somewhere on this in this equation. Okay. Okay. Right, we got James, James Bond, Bond at number five. Um, I'm gonna guess that somewhere along the line, Harry Potter as okay. a franchise right. is on okay. this we list. Okay, got, we've got Harry Potter. Okay, all right. Respect that. Like okay, so like, what's tricky about this is like, I don't know how they do the like MCU stuff. Mm, okay. So I'm assuming that that might be what you're talking about when you say some of this stuff should probably be together, but they separate it. Like, I would think that like the Marvel Cinematic Universe would be like maybe somewhere in there. Okay. Um. If for some reason they separated it, I would assume that specifically the Avengers movies are the ones that have made the most. All right. Okay. Cool, beans. Cool. So are you going with Avengers for number three? Yes. Okay. All right. Give me a number two. Um, like, part my soul wants to say Transformers. Um, <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna say Transformers. Okay, because all right. I just feel like that's something that is almost or almost ridiculous enough to be true. We know for a fact that that franchise has made a billion, uh, at least a billion dollars. So, um, I know I, I I can't imagine anything that would be greater than Star Wars at number one. Okay, Star Wars for number one. I mean, I can imagine some things. But, All right, but I'm, I'm thinking. I'm just thinking, you know. All right. So, because I'm cruel, I'm not going to start with the top five. We're going to start with, and for some reason, this list starts with like. Good lord, it starts with number uh, seventeen. Not even, not even number twenty. Just starts at number seventeen. So at number seventeen, making four point zero one billion dollars, and I think this is unacceptable because I think all of these movies besides the first one suck. Shrek. Wow. Yeah. Shrek has made four billion dollars. That's why we're in the darkest timeline. Number sixteen at four point five. 
4.52 billion. It's a franchise that's never going to make money ever again because the lead actor refuses to come back. Pirates of the Caribbean, <laughs> which solid. I enjoy. Of those Speaking movies? of that, what are the pirates in the Caribbean like? We're not doing this. You get a slice we're, of pie. we're not playing these games. <laughs> Number fifteen, only making uh, a couple million more than pirates at four point six four billion. Take a guess. What made slightly more than pirates? Yeah. We would have worked at least one of these movies. You probably worked at least two. Um, the. Oh, gosh. It's either The Hunger Games or Twilight. You're wrong on both accounts. It's Despicable Me. Oh, damn. Yep. Bro, these kids' movies. Because. Think about it. Kids movies, you right. gotta get the kids, right, right, right. all your kids, mm-hmm. and a parent. Those movies were abysmal. Uh, they, they were abysmal. <laughs> Those movies are garbage. Jake's wife, Savannah's looking at me and sticking her tongue out because I guess she was offended at me saying that the Despicable Me movies oh, were so abysmal. Bruh, if nothing else, that movie is responsible for that song being stuck everywhere for a song five years. And we had to clean years. theaters when we were not it's like, happy, I'm not happy to that song. I'm not happy. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Uh, number 14. 5.19 billion. Transformers. Oh, damn. I'm going to get smoked. Number 13. Which is impressive, because there's only two movies in the franchise. Avatar. Avatar at $5.24 billion. Number 12. And I'm going to assume they include the prequels in this. At $5.95 billion. Lord of the Rings. Number 11. Sitting at an even $6 billion. A franchise that's got six movies and only two of them are good. Jurassic Park. And I know what you're thinking. But which ones are good? One in four. One in four are the only good ones. Because Jurassic Park 2, while not as bad as 3, not a good movie. 3, I like it more than 2, bad. Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom, hot garbage. They should have let the little girl and the dinosaurs die. And uh, Dominion, or whatever the hell they called it. BS. We reviewed Dominion and I forgot that existed until you just brought it up. Exactly. Exactly. Chris Pratt can do better. Uh, number 10. $6.08 billion. It is a franchise that has had... Hold up. You got one? Huh? 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 Yeah. There's too many to count. At oh god, my iPad turned off. Wait a minute. Oh god, no, it's all falling apart. Six point zero eight billion. The X Men franchise. Me, 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 me. They never use that, so don't you don't know. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. no. At number nine, 
a franchise that just died with a whimper a few weeks ago. At six point five seven billion, the DC Universe. Oh jeez. Yeah. <laughs> uh, at number eight. And this is where we get into the like things are getting split up and it, it's confusing. At six point eight four billion, Batman. Just Batman by himself. Batman. Like, oh, okay, sure. At number seven, and I don't know how long ago this was updated. At seven point three three billion, you can always count on family. Fast and the Furious. Try baby, Fast and the Furious is in the top ten. Let's go. At number six, at seven point seven six billion, the Avengers. At number five, seven point eight three billion, James Bond. So you got you got one. You oh got, crap! You that got, was that, number five. That was your number five. Yes. So you got you got it right, and you got it in the right spot. I got one. Okay. Number four, nine point six six billion. You got number four right. Also, it's the Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Wow. Yep. We out here making moves. Number three. You put the Avengers for number three, so you are incorrect. At ten point three two billion. Star Wars. Okay. Number two. You said Transformers. Wrong, because Transformers was like number 14. At 10.38 billion. Spider-Man. You know, that makes sense. Yep. There's a lot of those movies, and they all did very well. Yep. That's... It. I was the X Men. I know. Don't You're cute. And at number one, sitting at a whopping twenty nine point six one billion dollars. Gotta be the MCU. It is definitely the MCU. Yeah. Which so this list, sure, it's fine. My only problem with this is you can't separate the Avengers right. from the MCU. That doesn't make sense. It do- now, you can argue that they're... Because they're not even standalone movies. It's all together. But if you were just going just the Avengers movies by like, themselves... I get why... Sure. You see, in DC that works. Because, like, Burton, Schumacher, Nolan, and Reeves Batman movies, you can say, okay, that's the Batman franchise right. as an umbrella. Those I also not... give them Spider-Man in number two. Because right. even though the Tom Holland movies are Marvel movies, they are released by Sony... So they're technically Sony Spider-Man movies. Right. But the Avengers, hey, I mean, Marvel, 32. And if you think about it, they've got 32 movies, maybe more now. It makes sense. I feel like for off the top of my head, didn't do too bad. You did really good. You got... And I think all of the ones I said were in the top 17 somewhere. Yes. You got five, you got four and five in the correct order. And then you put Star Wars at number one. But I think Star Wars was number three. I bet if you had asked me, could you name the top 15 in no particular order, I could have nailed that. Huh. I'll wait a year and then we'll do it. I'm sure there's some other similar lists that we've come up with for oh, another Oh, I've got lists for days. So, um, do you have any uh, hot takes or quick takes or uh, any any questions you want to throw? I've got a question for okay. you. all right. Um, because it's something I've been pondering. 
Uh, I mentioned it briefly before we started. Okay. Um, you and I both contemplate sci-fi concepts quite a bit. Uh, as writers, we consider them as p potential plot devices. As consumers of media, particularly comic books and sci-fi television shows, things like that, we have seen these things play out many times. In a uh, presuming that <coughs> one day in the real world, okay, leaving leaving aside the the world of the movies, like leaving aside the world of Jim Cameron's Terminator and Back to the Future and that kind of thing, if time travel to the past, right, were to one day be achieved, um. And again, I know this is difficult because you kind of... Like, what I'm asking you to do is leave your favorite versions of them from movies and TV and comics to the side and try to think about what you think would really happen. Mm -hmm. If, in this deep theoretical construct I've come up with here, you could go back in time and you accidentally murdered one of your ancestors like a grandparent or, or, or something. Okay. Creating the grandfather paradox, as they call it. Okay. We, we've seen numerous solutions to this in fiction. But what do you think would happen? Do you believe that the timeline would, A, try to prevent that from happening, like stop you from doing it somehow? B, do you think that the timeline would somehow course correct itself no matter what you did. C, do you think you would not be able to actually go back in your actual timeline? Just the act of going back would create a new timeline. Or some variant of that one. Or do you think that you could not travel back any further than the moment that the time travel device was invented and cut on for the first time? Or something else. Uh, so, the moment time travel is possible, you can travel back to any point in time. Because it only takes creating it once for you to be able to access all of time at that point. So, and this it wouldn't does, matter if... This does assume, okay, that time is what we think it is. Which mm -hmm. is that it's a, another dimension that we could potentially access. Because there is actually debate from not fringe scientists about this. So, like, for example, and I, this is the last wrinkle I'll throw into this. I just want to make the caveat clear that we're, we are assuming that time is what we think it is. Or what we think we think it is. Mm -hmm. Because I know, uh, I actually asked Aaron about this, and I would love to ask him about this in depth when we get him on the podcast. He has this theory that, like, if you could travel back in time, it, it, it wouldn't so, it's not like time is a thing that is, like, recorded in the past. You could just go check it out. He was like, if you could rearrange matter and take it back and put it in the exact order again, he was like, think of it like jumping back into a save point in a video game. He was like, I don't think that, like, it's so much you're changing something in the... that Like, that was his answer, which is really trippy. But, so, okay, that's the last caveat I was going to throw in. If time is what we think it is, or what we think we think it is, what do you think would happen? Um, so, 
that is a complicated question because first you have it. I think that some scientists agree on what they think time is, but I think other people have different beliefs as to what time actually is themselves. Right. So if you think that time is linear, then you could go back in time and see. Okay, so the problem is if if you can go back in time and you accidentally kill your grandfather or any various ancestor you might have, If you can successfully do that, then there's no way for you to go back in time to begin with because your 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 family like tree dies out at that point, or at least a version of it does. Now, so that would be, which is why I don't understand why we don't call this the Terminator paradox, right? <laughs> well, so jumping in a Terminator for a second. So that's that's the big thing with Terminator, right? Mm -hmm. At a certain point, you have to figure out how does John Connor send back Kyle Reese to be his own father if technically John is older than Kyle and where did he come from to begin with? Now, there is a theory that Kyle actually isn't John's father and that Sarah Connor got pregnant by somebody else and John just had to go send somebody back in the past because for some reason he just thought it was. But that makes sense. That makes John the, a horrible It makes thing. sense, but it's the less cool version. Yes. So I, doesn't that's the problem with paradoxes though, because they don't they they can't happen. Right. So doesn't doesn't Cameron explain that away as like something like, oh, just that's just what always happened. Yes. And and so is it is it that kind of like what Lost says too? Yeah, because like, it's the it's whole thing with, whatever the, with, happened, the, with the compass or whatever. Because, yeah, like, what? like, where does the compass originally come from? It's like Because Richard gives it to John, who then gives it back to Richard sure. so that Richard, Richard can, can give, give it to John. John. So that's the time, the idea that time is a loop, a right. closed loop. Um, and so that, obviously, there are some shows and some people that, like, that that's their solution to it is like, well, time would just be a closed loop. Whatever happened, happened. Like, there's... It's it's it seems like a paradox to us, but the truth is whatever happened happened. It right. always happened, and our perceptions of future, and, and in that case, what the illusion is, is the way we perceive time is more the illusion. Right. So like, I I think I've I think figuring all this out, I've I've come to an are things all happening at once. We only just perceive. We're only perceiving right well, now. Well, uh, so that's what I think. Time. I think time is. It's not linear. It it can it it might be a string, but it is a string that has been. It's for for our younger listeners. Back in the day, we didn't have headless. Uh, we didn't have wireless headphones. We had headphones that had cords on them, and it didn't matter if they were straight while you were listening to them. Once you put them in your pocket, through some nefarious means, they get jumbled up. I think that's more what time looks like. Like, it's it's all happening at the same time. Like, it's happening, it's not happening, but it's... it's Everything. Ev everywhere. everywhere all, all at once. once. 
So, I think that if time travel was created, and you could go back, you could interfere with things, but time itself, because I also think that time could possibly be its own sentient thing, is not going to let you do anything that would drastically alter your own timeline. So, like, you can... You can go into the past and you can be an active observer, but it's not going to actually let you change anything. Whereas, like, you could go into the future and see certain things. And no matter what you see in the future, when you get back to your own time, it's still going to happen. Whether because it was always meant to happen or because you have accidentally done something that will then lead to that future. I think there's two possible ways to get to the future. Either you let it happen by itself or you through trying to change things inevitably create the thing that you were trying to change. Whereas with the past, nothing you do changes the past. So uh, you don't believe then that you could no. kill your grandfather no. if you go back in time. So so getting into the mechanics of that, if you went back in time, uh, let, let's say you had a wonderful grandfather, so let's say you're not going to kill your grandfather. If Say you went back in time to kill Hitler. Okay. Okay. Now this isn't the paradox necessarily, but like, um, so you think like, you like, and it could we be... We talking baby Hitler or full-grown adult Hitler? Uh, any, any Hitler at any point. Say you did it an infinite number of times. Right. Trying to kill Hitler. You think an infinite number of times there will be a funny montage of you trying and failing to kill Hitler? Probably, yes. That is a yeah. hilarious mental image. It's kind of like... Well, it, and the reason I brought this up is because obviously we're going to talk about the Flash later and some of these ideas are represented in the Flash. Now, I do think... So, not only is time a tangled set of wires and now I'm just mixing metaphors and crossing streams. I also think it's a rubber band. But like a heavy duty industrial rubber band that you can stretch like farther than you would imagine. But I do think that if time travel was real and you could go back in time I do think if you went back far enough and you had access to like a bunch of other things that human beings would never have access to. Basically, you could reshape time, but you would have to go back to the dawn of the universe and, like, be a damn near god in order to do it. Because it's the only way that, like, you could actually change time. Kind of like, uh... Ooh, I get to use Justice League Unlimited. Yay. Uh, do you remember the episode of Justice League Unlimited where that one random dude had a time machine and he was like I'm gonna be the greatest superhero and it was like a two or three part episode and he kept going back and forward in time so that he could be a hero and things kept getting like changed or whatever so it's how like Jon Stewart met his son uh, Warhawk and stuff like that and how Batman met future Batman and Batman mm -hmm. Beyond and then he went to the past and we got like the Justice League interacting with Jonah Hex the only version of Jonah Hex we've ever seen there's never been a movie starring Thanos and Megan Fox um, <laughs> dude was like no matter what I do I'm never the hero 
So he was like, so the only solution I can come up with is to go back to the dawn of time and rewrite history that way. I think if time travel was possible, then that's what you would have to do. I don't know how you would do it. I don't know how you would go back to the dawn of time and then just be like, I'm going to rearrange everything to like where I come out on top like a couple billion years from now. But I think that would be the only way to actually change anything. Connected thread. If someone in the future could theoretically try to do something like that, do you think that ancient astronaut theory is ancient time travelers? Maybe. I mean, who were observing and possibly interacting. I feel like anything at that point is possible. I've, I've, I've thought about, I, you know, the, we've the talked about UFOs can, before. What if UFOs are time travelers from right. our own future and they're just, maybe it's like they're just observing certain moments in history. And maybe sometimes, maybe they're like working out the kinks in their ship but yeah. it's like they didn't mean to land in a field in Kansas in 1905. It's just, yeah. that's what happened. Like, but I also think that... <laughs> You would have to have the greatest mathematicians to ever live to do time travel correctly. Because even if... So, let's say that you're in the year 3527. And you're like, I'm going to travel back to 1995. Sure, you could do that. You're going to be in the middle of... You're going to be in space in the middle of nowhere. You're going to implode. Because the planet itself is constantly moving, moving in space. Right, right. So you don't just create a time. You have to create a time and space machine. Mm-hmm. And you have to be 100% accurate with your calculations. Because even if you're like 0.1 degree off, you're going to be in the middle of nowhere, like in the vacuum of space. You're going to blow up. So even if time travel was possible... I don't think anybody would be dumb enough to try it because the the risk isn't worth it if you're not 100% sure that you're doing it right. There's even a 1% chance we have to take it as an absolute certainty. Which is why we don't travel back in time. But all, and see, here's the other problem. No one would know if what version of time travel they're going to get until they do it and by them doing it it could unravel the entire fabric of the universe so if it was possible I don't think there would be a government on the planet that would let somebody actually do it so looking back and in, 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 in like kind of maybe looking at like or maybe time travel has been accomplished in the future and that's what Mandela effects really are it's people remembering Right, the time we're remembering line. other times. Like it's the right. Mandela effect. It's deja vu. It's random dreams that you have when you're asleep. And you're right. like, that felt really real, but like it doesn't right. make I mean, any Cisco sense. Cisco had these things when Barry changed the timeline in the Flash. Big facts. So, uh, no, so like thinking about although if that's true, um, you know, Christopher time. Christopher Nolan, one of my favorite filmmakers. Christopher Nolan's got Oppenheimer coming out. Can't wait to watch that in a few weeks. Can't wait to see what the twist is. He's dealt with time travel slash space time in two very different movies. Right. Uh, his most emotionally satisfying film in my opinion, Interstellar, about the relationship between a father and a daughter. Right. 
Um, I loved the Tesseract construct at the end of the movie. I love Matt McConaughey being able to send a message through time to his daughter. Mm-hmm. I love the way time was represented there in the Tesseract. Like the different points of his life or whatever. Uh, I thought that was really kind of cool. And even though I wasn't as huge a fan of Tenet, I like these. I like the idea of maybe you could send information backwards in time. And both movies deal with that in different ways. Um, if time travel became a thing, I think one of the first things that would happen is there would be an attempt at sending information backwards in time. If future Logan was going to try to send information backwards in time to 2023, uh, Jake, what would you send for me to know that this is legit? So, I've actually had this thought before, like not sending information back to you. I figured that you would have a similar what I would do. What I would do if time travel was possible. So before I answer that, I feel like in order to like do this topic justice, you have to think to yourself that if time travel is possible in the future, there'd be two groups of people that would be fighting over time travel. Those who were like, time travel is amazing. Yay! We should do this all the time. And then people who were like, time travel is terrible. We shouldn't be doing this because we don't know what would happen. I would fall into the category of time travel's awesome. However, we should not be doing this no matter what. One, because we don't know what's actually going to happen. By sending in, even if you're just sending like information back into the past, you're actively not only changing the future, but you're changing your current present. Because the moment past you knows that it's possible, you're already like spiraling out of control and like the timeline skewing off and all kinds of crazy shit. I thought about this, and I may or may not have come up with a story about two warring factions of people and what they think about time travel. Although maybe Looper already beat me to this, but I think I can make it better. I would be on the side of we're not doing this and I would actively try to stop people from doing it to the point where I'm like, no, nah, we gotta start killing these people if they think they're just gonna be messing with the timeline and doing whatever the hell they want to. Like, it's not... It's not... It's not kosher. Because... Say... Say some random person is watching the lottery and it's at like $14.9 billion dollars and they have access to time travel. They didn't win the lottery, but they then give those numbers to their past self, and they're like, on this date, play these numbers, blah, 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 blah. They have effectively changed not only the course of human history, but they've changed, like, the fabric of reality. And I feel like if you do it enough, time is just going to implode on itself. And past, present, and future all get destroyed. So, I would be one of these dudes wearing a cool fancy suit carrying a gun and I would just be like shooting people in the head. 
But okay, so but for clarity's sake, because a minute ago you said in your heart you don't think that you could change anything. Right. But you're talking now about you you just don't believe it's worth the risk. Because if you did yes. change something, this is the consequence you think. I don't about. think it's possible to change anything, but I. But you're not because so I'm sure not a Sith. That. I don't deal in absolute. absolute. Okay. I'm not going to take the risk that it's right. possible, and I'm not going to let someone do something that could possibly not only kill me but everyone I've ever known. Because I feel like at this point, the moment you start messing with the fabric of reality you kill people in the past, present, and future simultaneously, and I'm not going to let some random person, because they thought it would be a good idea to time travel, potentially kill all my friends and family. So, I, another reason I brought all of this up is, if you'll recall, I don't know, five, six years ago, I was working on a, um, a, a TV series idea, limited series, about a guy who, like, you know, some espionage type stuff, and he ends up accidentally traveling in time. Mm -hmm. When he wakes up, he doesn't really remember who he is or what he's doing. He has no idea how he got where he's at. Unfortunately for him, uh, he traveled backwards in time over 100 years, and he is aboard the Titanic. Mm-hmm. Just two days before the uh, collision with Wasn't the Wasn't that a video game? Uh, it was in. This story is inspired by a video game I played when I was a kid called gotcha. Titanic Adventure Out of Time. So the idea of someone tra time traveling back and being on the Titanic was inspired by that video game. Yes. Okay. Uh, where I was going to take the story, um, quite different. Uh, hopefully, one of these days, that's an idea I might be able to flesh out in more detail. It was going to be seven episodes. I, there were like little things I remember about it. Like I remember um, there was an episode, the, the final episode was going to be called Absolution. And there was going to be like a definitive resolution for several of the characters' arcs. And that was going to be a nod to the Titanic movie where Rose says we were waiting for an absolution which would never come. Mm. Like that's just going to be a little. It was going to be the only intentional nod. James Dawson, the true villain the of the story. Um, but I, one rule I had in place, and it's written down somewhere because I have handwritten notes for this story. One rule is you cannot unsink the Titanic. That was like the number one rule that like all of my timey wimey stuff had to like adhere to. There is no changing. So like. As it turns out, to the extent that I've thought about this, I agree with you. I don't actually think you could change things. I mostly agree that it would be a bad idea to even do it. Like, I wouldn't personally do it at all. And I've always thought that everything was happening everywhere all at once. So... If we've learned anything today, Logan, after many years of knowing each other, we pretty much are three for three in the major like questions you have to ask yourself about time travel. Facts. I feel like basically we'd be like Rip Hunter from Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. Like we not we not playing these. Games. Rip was one of the more interesting aspects of that show. 
And then I like they, Rip Then Hunter. they killed him off. Unceremoniously. R.I.P. to a real one. Although, they let Sarah be the captain after that. Also, for those that don't know, Rip Hunter, father of Booster Gold. Who is finally going to have a movie if if the uh, the DCU makes it that far. There will be a Booster Gold movie. See, so. fam, this is why I need it to get that far because there are a lot of characters that have been on the shelf with DC Comics who have either not had a movie, and they should have. It's true. Looking at you, Booster Gold, Jonah Hex. I know what you're thinking. He had him. He didn't. He didn't have a movie. We don't talk about that. Uh, Icon. Oh, and, and then there have been some that have been in, like, really terrible versions on TV shows, like Booster Gold and Blue Beetle. Smallville. I love Smallville, but they were terrible. Uh, Gotta go to break, but I will say this on that note. Um, Also, entertainment news. Uh, Even though I've already made my feelings on the matter quite clear, um, I will say that um, it was entertainment news that... um, David Corin Sweat and Rachel Brosnahan is that that their names? Uh, yeah, were yeah, cast as Clark and Lois, Superman and Lois in the uh, Superman Legacy. I've never seen uh, him in anything. She is a look, wonderful actress. He looks like a young Henry Cavill. Uh, she looks like she's a good actress. Good, good for them. I have nothing against them. They trying to they trying to put food on the table, clothes on their families' backs, whatever. Uh, I don't wish you, I do not wish you out of a job. My prediction. That Warner Brothers has systemic problems that James Gunn isn't going to be able to solve does not mean that I wish you ill or wish you out of a job. So may Superman Legacy make at least enough for one sequel so you can feed your families. We'll talk about who might possibly be Lex Luthor when we get back. My money is on Tatings! Actually, we'll no. Be, no. <laughs> we'll be no. back. We'll be, <laughs> we'll be back uh, after our word from our sponsor, uh, Smart Water. The fuck? <laughs> We're back. Um, so, uh, Logan, I know we have actually seen a lot of stuff since uh, the last episode. Oh, uh, real um, quick, before that, I've got the short list of who the possible Lex Luthor actors oh, are. Oh, okay. So, number three... And this, so I wouldn't be surprised with this choice because this actor originally originally auditioned for the role of Lex Luthor before he was up for Superman, Nicholas Holt. Okay. I would prefer him as Lex Luthor over Superman. Thank God that didn't happen. And I think he's a wonderful actor, but when I look at him, I don't see I don't see the Man of Steel, the the last son of Krypton, as it were. Okay. Uh, number two really like this choice and I wouldn't be mad at it Bill Skarsgård good choice good choice and last but not least and I would like this actor more than the previous one which makes sense because this actor is the older brother of that individual Alexander Skarsgård so yeah, those are the those are the top three rumored people that could be Lex Luthor personally, I hope it's Alexander or uh, Bill I'm going to give you three people who would be on my short list. Okay. Okay. And there, it's all for different reasons. All right. Okay. Denzel Washington. No. Although I do think Denzel could play whatever he wanted to play. Facts. Number one. Okay. 
you'd have to you, you would have to write it to his strengths but also write it differently than what he's most known for which will make sense when I reveal the name mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. Fair. He could not just he could not just be Tony Stark. Tony Stark. No. He'd have to be evil Tony Stark. And it would have to be clearly delineated. But I think he could do that. Yeah. I think he would be really good. Uh, my other choices are a little like from like a different a little left field. Clancy Brown. Because he did it already in the 90s. He's worked with James Gunn recently. Okay. Bradley Cooper. Wouldn't be mad at him. I want... So, before... Before they cast Jesse Eisenberg in Dawn of Justice, I wanted Bradley Cooper to be Lex Luthor when they announced that Henry Cavill was Superman. But that didn't happen, and it's fine. Because I didn't hate Jesse Eisenberg or Lex Luthor. Considering that he was Alexander Luthor Jr., which people seem to always ignore. But it's fine. My number one... WTF, what are you guys doing? The internet would collapse in on itself like the timeline that have been messed with too much in our previous discussion. Henry Cavill. Huh. Damn. Would that not cause the timelines to implode? See, I I would be so confused. I would be so confused. But I wouldn't be upset. I'd be so confused I'd have to watch the movie. I, I... and I and I have vowed not to watch that movie, so I would have to undo my public statements because I'd be so confused. This is my thing. This is my thing, right? I don't want to see bald Henry Cavill. No, 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 no. I don't necessarily think he has to be bald, like at first. Kind, of, you know, like Jesse Eisenberg wasn't bald at first. Like, fair. I also don't want to. Okay, but like, see, see, here's the thing. If he's not bald, then they have to dye his hair red. I don't want to see red-headed Henry Cavill. That sounds it's it that sounds, sounds frightening. Like would, that sounds like it would look weird. It right? Might right? Look a Cause see, this is the other thing. You have to think to yourself. If you're not gonna be bald or fur if you're not gonna be bald from the get-go, you have to do Oh god. Oh god, I forgot. Lex Luthor is a ginger. That means they're just gonna get a black person to be Lex Luthor. Which I had I had a couple of black actors on the list too. Denzel Washington's son. I could see it. He wasn't on my list, but I okay. could see it. Who you got? Uh because he was denied uh well because he took himself out of the running for James Bond. Idris Elba. I wouldn't be mad at it. Um and I see could, I know because this is the other thing. You have to think. Who can have a who has a decent shaped head to where they can pull off the bald look? But I wouldn't be mad at Idris. We know Idris can do bald. Okay, all right. Um, you remember back in twenty thirteen, or like well before twenty thirteen, when Man of Steel was like being cast, uh, a lot of people were like. Oh my gosh, Brian Cranston! Because people were thinking about like Walter White. Yes, and I like I still maintain Brian Cranston could probably play anything. So like, 
that would have been interesting, but I was glad they went with the direction they went. Same. Also, as as good as great as he would be, he wouldn't do it because he's come out and been like the fan castings of me as Lex Luthor or Commissioner Gordon just lazy. I'm like, you're not wrong, Brian. They saw you with a they saw you with he a bald head a and a mustache, and they were just like him. He actually would have been a good, pretty good Gordon. I never thought he would have been like that. Oh, dude, more so than him as Lex Luthor. That was all over the internet, like in the early days. He, honestly, even up till we got Jeffrey Wright, not Jeffrey Wright, uh, actually Jeffrey Wright and J.K. Simmons, people were like Brian Cranston for Commissioner Gordon. Uh, I was you, like, it's because y'all just think that he can grow a good mustache. You hear those rumors that they might cast Brendan Fraser as Jor-El? That'd be dope. I'd be devastated to watch that man get blown up. I would be like, don't. Although, I'm like, don't do it. He's Brendan. more of a Jonathan Kent than a Jor-El. I think. And, but, like, if he was Jonathan Kent, that would be even worse to watch him die. Fair. And it's like, it's like, Brendan, don't do this in case Superman Legacy does not leave a lasting legacy. Don't. Don't. In case it does bomb, don't. Um, but, see, no. See, I, it, it, if, if they came out early and they cast Brendan Fraser as hideous. I don't know, B. Nah, he's hideous. It's weird, but it... Savannah just showed us a picture of a bald Henry Cavill, and it looks hideous. It could kind of work. It look hideous. Now, I will say, he would be so swole that it would be... I'd have a hard time believing even Superman could take him. Uh, <laughs> depending on how many pounds corn sweat packs on. But what was I, what was I talking about? We're, what, we're, what was I talking about? Uh, we were talking about... Uh, dang. Who were we talking about? Because we're talking about Lex still. Yeah. Who were we talking about? He no, also looked. He he looked. I go bald over Ginger for Henry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we were ta- we were talking about. God, I had it and lost it. Absolutely not. Oh well, let's just continue. If I remember, I'll I'll bring it back up. Um. So. No. Oh, we were talking about Brendan Fraser. Bre- okay, yeah. that's right. So, if. They came out and they were like, Brendan Fraser is going to be Jonathan Kent. Everyone loves Brendan Fraser and they would flock to that movie. It's a smart marketing decision. Also, if you're going to have Brendan Fraser in a Superman movie, give him more to do than Jor-El. Because, like... Jor-El pops up at the beginning, and unless you're going to do the Marlon Brando thing and have him be a giant hologram, or the Jave, I forgot his name, Russell Crowe, and have him just be like a walking ghost, like, you don't really get much to do when you're Jor-El. I would rather see him be Jonathan Kent, because one, it gives him stuff to do, and two, I think it would hit real different having Brendan Fraser giving, like, fatherly advice to a young Superman. And I think, like, when he dies, it's one of those things that would emotionally devastate an entire audience of people. And it's what I would do, because it would be the smart marketing thing to do. What I would do is not kill him in the first movie. You, There are that's versions another of the story thing. in which well, he's not dead yet. In Lois and Clark, uh, the Dean Cain one, he lives through the whole show. In the death of Superman, he's alive, right? I know he is in the cartoon adaptation. No. Wait. In well, the cartoon adaptation, no, he is. No, he's, an old he's man. not. He's. No, no, he is alive. He is alive mm-hmm. because in a, later on, he has like a stroke 
and he and Clark's spirits meet up in like the astral plane and Superman got to fight some demons to leave his daddy alone and I was mm-hmm. like this is good shit right uh, I would probably I would, I would well, they didn't kill Jonathan Kent in Smallville until season 5 Requiem. So, <clears throat> <laughs> uh, okay, so um, let's see. Of the feature films that we've watched, um, oh, we also saw Transformers. Transformers more than meets the eye. Um, I don't. Not gonna lie, out of all the movies I saw. Like Transformers the most. I don't have a lot to say about the Transformers movie. Um, I liked it all right. Um, I think it is probably it right. top three Transformers. Uh, I think the first Michael Bay Transformers movie was good. I think Bumblebee was excellent, and I put this one in the same category as Bumblebee. I like they the humans in this movie, kind of like Bumblebee. Are actual characters, minus the science chick who doesn't really get anything to do. But there's there's a decent human story, and actually, the human story in this one is better than the human story in all the other ones because it's a dude uh, who was um, John Lawrence and Hamilton. Yeah, it was I him didn't... trying to like after he gets out of the army, find a way to get a job and make money for his family because his brother is sick and they've got a single mom and. It's a decent, well-told story, and he just so happens to get thrown in a wacky adventure with some Transformers, one of which was voiced by Pete Davidson, which I didn't hate. Didn't hate it. Um, Optimus is still real bloodthirsty in this, which is weird. I don't. I felt I don't, I don't know why they've got Optimus being so bloodthirsty in these movies. It, that's not, don't get me wrong. Time I, to fight. I like the fact when Optimus was like, we'll kill them all. I was like, I mean, yeah, you should. Like, yeah, but that's not, that's not Optimus, right? That would be like if Superman was just like, nah, I'm going to kill everybody. I'm like, that, that's not you. That's that's not what we do, Supes. And it, so, like, Optimus just being like, I hate the humans. We're just gonna kill all the tra- all the. De- Actually, there were no Decepticons in this movie. We're just gonna kill the followers of Unicron. And we're gonna tell the humans to kick rocks, and then we're gonna leave this shit whole planet. I was like, Optimus, real angry right now, which doesn't make any sense considering the events of the previous movies haven't happened yet, and these movies are kind of like a reboot, even though they claim that they're a prequel, even though they couldn't be. Yeah, I, I so I did actually did a lot of research on this. There's actually enough there's enough like producers and writers and people attached to these movies that say they're a different continuity that I'm rocking with that. Well they have to be though because like, because they in did, Bumblebee he comes right. to Earth and it's the eighties. Right. And he, he comes to Earth in right, that movie. Right, right, Whereas, like, in The Last Night... No, I don't want Henry Cavill as Two-Face. I'd watch him read the newspaper, but that's <laughs> creepy. In The Last Night, they were like, Bumblebee's been here since at least WW2 killing some Nazis. So unless they're going to introduce time travel, which plays for the love of... Ah, mm, never mind. It could, it could be... 
Because technically, time travel does exist in the Transformers universe. Because, going back to the beginning of this movie, the Maximals, right? The Maximals are a future descendant version of the Autobots. Mm -hmm. They come after the Autobots, which is why uh, my boy Optimus Primal, voiced by Ron Perlman, let's go, was like everything we know about being like good Transformers, we learn from you, Optimus. So they leave their planet, and then because of timey-wimey displacement bullshit, they land on prehistoric Earth. And then in the Beast Wars cartoon, they land on prehistoric Earth in the in the arc, which carries like Optimus Prime and all that. So, I mean, if they wanted to, they could introduce time travel. I would say they probably shouldn't because it took them this long to do Unicron right. I don't need them screwing crap up with them trying to do time travel. Agreed. Plus, we're getting a G.I. Joe crossover finally. Hopefully. Oh my god, so... I cannot wait. And they just need to go and bring John Cena back from the last one. Have him, uh, he can be the same character, but he goes by the code name Duke. And just have John Cena be Duke. And as much as I love Channing Tatum as Duke in the first G.I. Joe movie, I think the second one was abysmal, uh, I think John Cena would make a better Duke. Um, yeah, I, like like I said, I I liked it okay. I I didn't like it quite as much as Bumblebee, but it was better than like the last two or so three Transformers. I was going to enjoy it more than Bumblebee just because they killed Bumblebee for about a solid 45 minutes. Yeah, I, I and I was about, like, thank God. Yeah, I thought about that, and I was like, I was like, well... Hope somewhere Logan is happy that I was. Like, <laughs> I was very happy. I was like, let's go. Cause, um, all right, so I do not hate the character of Bumblebee, but it's been what? 15 something years since that first movie came out? Give him a voice. Because the gag of him using the radio and pop culture stuff to talk is annoying and it's not funny anymore. It wasn't really funny in the first movie, but I was like, okay, haha, I get it. He can only talk through the radio. Fine, whatever. We're like eight movies deep now. It's not funny. It's annoying, if anything. Like, you're telling me that Jazz can get ripped apart and actually, no, they kept Jazz dead. One of them stupid Transformers got killed. Optimus got stabbed repeatedly, and they can bring Optimus Prime back from the dead, but they can't fix his. They can't fix Bumblebee's voice box. It's stupid. It's stu and who are they doing this for? Like the people that watch these movies, they're our age. These these aren't these aren't children's movies. They too violent to be kids movies. I mean, there's no real blood, but still, except for when they shot Kelsey Grammer in Age of Extinction. But he deserved that. He was shady. Just fix his voice. Or keep him dead. That's all I want. Or get rid of him completely and bring back freaking Hot Rod so that when they finally kill Optimus off, I can get Rodimus Prime. That's all, that's, all, that's all I need at this point. You've given me Unicron correctly. You've given me the Beast Wars, although they... The Maximals could have been in a little bit more. We could have seen them in their transformed versions. Just a little bit. Just a little bit more. Uh, but besides that, I've gotten everything I need from this. For Actually, I take it back. I need one more thing from this franchise, and then I can rest. I need to see. Now that we've gotten Giant Planet Unicron, 
I need to see him transform. I, I need to see Unicron in full robot mode because that would be super sick. And I think it would be one of the coolest things this franchise has ever done. Because you already know, Unicron's huge. He's planet-sized. The transformed version of that would be amazing. And he looks like the devil when he's transformed. And then if they want to give me Primus 2, you know, I'll, I'll take Primus. All, all that to say, the Transformers franchise, they're, 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 they're doing what it takes to build themselves back up. Because, good God, the last night was atrocious. Yep, so Transformers, yeah, worth the watch. Um, what did I rank that movie? Let's see, uh... 7.5 out of 10. We saw No Hard Feelings, the Jennifer Lawrence raunchy R-rated comedy. Wonderful movie. Yeah, I liked that one. It was solid. It was a it was a well-made movie. Um, it was nice to see Jennifer Lawrence in that type of movie. Like yeah. she's naturally very funny. I don't think I've seen her like any of the movies she's done since X-Men Dark Phoenix. Um, she's done a few, but she hasn't done, like, a ton. Mm. The last one that I really remember watching her in was Passengers with Chris Pratt. Ah, uh, I hated that movie. Um, I kind of liked the movie, but I just thought it was, you know, Chris Pratt did a morally problematic thing. That's why I hated the movie. And like, it's a, it's a wonderfully well-made movie, but I was like, I don't like Chris Pratt in this movie. He's... You can try. You can try to explain it away all I'm you want so to, lonely. but I'm <laughs> so lonely. I just need to wake Jennifer Lawrence up and then lie to her for about a good two thirds of this movie, and then, then, because and see, this is my other problem. Because she was woken up, she didn't even have the choice to put herself back into the stasis, and then they died by the end of it. Because you know what would have been a better stupid. movie. Been a better movie if she woke up and like he didn't do it and he had no idea how. And like later on, you found out that like another character, be it the captain played by Lawrence Fishburne or somebody, had been awake the whole time and he had done it. And he framed Chris Pratt for it, and so their relationship fell apart. And then, like, the captain tried to get, like, real, like, you know, rapey or whatever, like... I saved you! And then, like, Chris Pratt had to, like, you know, battle against space elements to, like, defeat Lawrence Fishburne. Would have been, been, been a better movie. movie. Would have been a good movie. I'm not saying so, it would have been, like, an A-plus The last movie. Jennifer Lawrence movie I saw before this was Dark Phoenix. The last good Jennifer Lawrence movie I saw before this was the year before that where we saw Red Sparrow. Good movie. Good movie. Um, I like No Hard Feelings. I thought that um, Jennifer Lawrence's character was... She was annoying, but she had a, a good heart, and I think Jennifer Lawrence played both sides of that well. She was annoying in a lovable way. Because yes. you understood why... She was a hot mess. Right. And once you but got you to understood know her, why she was a hot mess... Right. And even though what she was doing was probably problematic, um, you understood why. Because it was all to save the house that her mother left her. The, yes. They've not 
there's not been a more perfect casting for an awkward, gangly teenager since that movie, uh, The Way Way Back. Like God, that, that was a good, movie. which is a great movie. That kid was just perfect for this role. This like awkward nineteen-year-old kid, Andrew who, Barfeldman. Uh, he's a good actor too because like when it came time for him to have like more confidence like he had a good voice Mm -hmm. that's say where he sings Um, he's in high school he's in high school musical the musical the series um, plays Antoine whoever that is I watched the first season of that Mm -hmm. he no wonder he's got a good voice he was Evan Hansen in Dear Evan Hansen that makes sense Mm -hmm. Um, and he was in Ratatouille the musical which I didn't know was a thing wow I uh I, I enjoyed so yeah it was fun. the the funny the funniest bits of the movie were in the trailer it had a lot more like sentimental stuff to it than I thought it was going to mm-hmm. it was really good to see Matthew Broderick it was it was like good to see he's alive and <laughs> still getting one when uh, he wants to the last one last one twenty twenty he was in Star Wars a Newsical Hope wow. where he played Han Solo and Darth Vader. Wow. <laughs> Alright. Oh, and he was also in Catch Me If You Can, the musical. Or the stage version. I don't know if that's probably fun. Should probably do that. Um, yeah, I, I so I'm gonna say no hard feelings overall was a was a a successful R rated comedy adventure. Indeed. I gave it an eight. Um I think I did too. I think I gave it an eight an eight out of ten also. Before we get to the to the main event, we can't forget we also saw the blackening. We did see the blackening. And that was wait, hold on. Before before do we want to do the blackening or Indiana Jones first? So so I say let's go blackening. Okay. Indiana Jones, Flash last. Honestly forgot about the Flash. Dang. And it, it's not necessarily because I have so much more to say about the Flash. It's just like I want to bring it full circle, like because time is a closed loop, and we talked about time travel beginning, and then we're going to end it off with Flash. Fair enough. So, the blackening. Hilarious. Oh, God, it was so funny. So, let, like, let me ask you this, because, like, okay, you watched that movie when I you, am black, yes. Y- yes. You are, <laughs> you are black, okay? And on this show, you were the token black, and I'm the token white. Oh. There's only us, so we're not... <laughs> the token. I just want to see what you say. Um, <laughs> no, so you watch this movie with me and you watch the movie with me and um, Corey. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm going to tell you in a few minutes, from my perspective, as a white dude, why the movie was so hilarious. Okay. You tell us what specifically were your favorite elements of it as a black person that made it so funny? So, first and foremost, I like the fact that a lot of the characters embraced various different... I, I don't want to say stereotypes. Although some they were slightly stereotypical, but in like the obvious tropey kind of way, like we're 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 stereotyping these characters this way, but then we're going to flip it on its head. I like the fact that there was one of them who was clearly like a gang member before, and he was out here just you know doing crime and stuff, and he was like, "No, nah, I've changed. I'm a better person." 
I, I don't do uh he he didn't do some nonsense it was the it was melvin Gregg who was out here making the kool-aid or whatever it was that looked like it was terrible but i loved his character he was like i'm not about that i'm not about that life anymore i'm trying to do better I've, i'm out here i've married my white woman which they all clowned him for and i was just like there are some black people that clown black folk for marrying white people. And to that I say, love is love, yo. Um, I like that the, because you in, in these type of movies you have to have just like your stereotypical insert this character. I like that the stereotypical gay character was a well-written character who honestly, in my opinion, kind of steals a lot of the show. The killer, my god, the He's one of my favorite killers. <laughs> he was and so... And slasher-type flicks. Bruh, he was so problematic for the dumbest reason of all time. Spoiler alert, this man was tired of them, like, questioning his blackness. And, but it all boiled down to there was one... There was one Juneteenth, because this movie takes place over Juneteenth, which is also just hilarious. But there was one Juneteenth celebration ten years ago, and they were all playing spades, and I, have you ever played spades? Not really. Have you seen people play yeah, spades? Yeah, I've seen people play spades. Spades is one of those games to where when you know how to play and you're playing, you take it very seriously. I myself... One, I like to win in general. I really like to win when I'm playing spades. And, like, nobody's putting the cards down on the table, like, gingerly. We're slapping cards. We're throwing them on there. There's a lot of shit talk involved in playing spades. This man didn't know how to play spades. And he was like, can someone teach me how to play spades? And they're like, no, we ain't got time to be teaching you how to play spades. Which is another factually correct thing in the black community like ain't nobody gonna teach you how to play spades you just gotta watch and learn how to play spades and don't be a grown man or woman talking about you don't know how to play spades you're gonna get talked about and your parents are gonna get questioned because how for, as to why they could raise such a useless and horrible individual uh the logan and jake take spades tournament coming to you 2024 uh <laughs> to 10 to 20 buy-in um, but no, it was, it was, so he got drunk that night, drove off, and I think he, like, accidentally killed somebody in a drunk driving accident, and he blamed them for it just because they wouldn't teach him how to play spades. This man's motivation boils down to, y'all didn't teach me how to play spades, so now, then I got drunk and accidentally killed somebody and went to jail, and I'm gonna kill all of y'all for that. It's so outlandishly stupid. But I loved every second of it. Also, you and Corey <laughs> were the only, like, white people in the theater that when we went. Factually correct. So, I'm laughing because all of the jokes in the movie are... Like, it's stuff that, like, if you're black, you can just relate to it. So it was fun to be in a movie, with the exception of you and Corey, with, even though I didn't know any of these people, something that I had, something like, 
in common with like we were all laughing at the same stuff like when he was making the kool-aid and he was just pouring an ungodly amount of sugar in it and all the characters were like you're gonna get cramps if you have all that sugar which is it like it's a thing like there there was a there was an ungodly my blood sugar as a diabetic man jumped up about a good 30 points watching that man pour all that sugar into it but it's just it's a well-made movie by black people and I know there are a lot of people who will go, there's not enough, like, notoriety that goes to, like, black-made movies. And to that I say, yes, you are correct. But my thing has always been, I have no problem supporting movies by black people, but I need the movies to look good and then be good. Because... And I treat it the same way that I treat movies that are done by anybody else. If your movie doesn't look good from the trailer, if the trailer doesn't look good, I'm not going to watch it. I don't care who you are. Because the trailer, there's what, like two, three trailers for any movie? The trailers are three minutes long. You pick some of the best moments from your movie to put in a trailer. If you can't find three minutes worth of interesting shit from your movie to piece together in a trailer, I'm not going to watch it. And there are a lot of movies that are like that. I I think he's a very talented person. I don't find Tyler Perry movies to be interesting because they look boring as shit. And I think, honestly, I think Tyler Perry movies portray black people in a horrible light myself, personally. At least if you're a dark-skinned black person. Because all the dark-skinned black people in him movies are just horrible, abusive individuals. And then some light-skinned Shamar Moore-looking motherfucker comes in like, Oh my god, he's the hero. Yay. But all that to say, I think it's a wonderful movie. If you haven't seen the movie, go see it. I couldn't tell you the names of like most people in it besides Jay Farrow, who was on SNL. Great movie, though. Also, there's a gag at the end of it where, like, they've killed the killer and all of his associates, and they're, you know, thinking to themselves, what are we going to do? Somebody's like, we should call the police. And they all laugh. I laughed at that the same way that I got, like, super tense in Get Out. We're at the end of the movie after Daniel Kaluuya has, like, fought off that crazy family. You see the uh, police car pull up. In that moment in Get Out, when the police car pulls up, I'm holding my breath because I was like, and here we go. He survived all of this. And he he going to get blamed for it. And he going to get killed by the cops or some nonsense. And then you see it's his friend Ron, who is, you know, T.S. motherfucking A. And then I, like, had a sigh of relief. It's the opposite version of that in this movie where I'm like, where they're like, we should call the cops. And everybody laughs like, no, we're not going to call the cops. That's ridiculous. So they call the fire department. And then they all get blasted with the fire and that I laughed my ass off. That is where there was overlap. Because when they were like, let's call the fire department, me and Corey made eye contact like, they're going to get home. <laughs> and like, the, 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 the white person in me was like, y'all set me up. Because I'm going to laugh. And I'm going to laugh my ass all the way out of this theater. And I did. Oh, like, God. Uh, I love the, um, what I liked about it was that the character, like you said, the characters were stereotypes, but they weren't, but they let the characters act like real people. Yes. Like, 
as a white dude, it was it was refreshing for me to see a black slasher movie because all I hear my whole life, I love slasher movies, they're my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. And all I hear from my black friends my whole life is that wouldn't have been me because that's white people shit, right? So we go to watch this movie, finally. One, this movie, while it has funny moments, it took the slasher stuff seriously. Yes. It made some of the stuff creepy. They don't start cracking like, jokes until like late into the movie. Right. They kind of trick you into thinking it's just going to be ha ha funny the whole time. Then they hit you with an actual slasher movie, mm-hmm. which is pretty well made. And so when you're watching it, it it's nice to see these characters behave the way that my black friends have always claimed they would behave. Yes. So, like, why... And like, then they have to do things that mm-hmm. go against that. Like, when one of them was like, we need to split up. They were all like, don't say it. And the character who said we have to split up, it took her a minute and she started throwing up because she was like, oh god, this is gonna be that bullshit. But, like, there are so many moments that I've seen in horror movies where I was like, I just wouldn't do that because that's that's white people shit. I love, I love that the killer earlier in the movie before it's revealed who is behind the, the because uh, the killer has accomplices who do most of the like muscle. Yeah. Uh, like, but I love that the actual mastermind behind the killings uh, utters the phrase "All lives matter." At one point, <laughs> uh, that was hysterical. Um, right after he was like, "I voted for Trump." Twice. twice. I was like, no. Uh, <laughs> um, I also love the fact that before the majority... So you got the two people at the beginning who died quickly. But the the um, the um main cast throughout the movie, before they start getting hunted down, they have to just answer a bunch of like random black trivia questions. So I'm sitting there thinking to myself like, oh god, what's this going to be? And they start asking questions. I was like, Okay, well, that's the answer. One of my favorites was, as you all know, there are two different Aunt Vivs on the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. You've got the original dark skin Aunt Viv, then you've got light skin Aunt Viv. And they're like, how many seasons was original Aunt Viv on that show? And I was like, oh, I was like, hold up, hold up. Um, so I know she was in the first season. I'm pretty sure she was in all seasons. I, th- I know they brought... I was like, she was at, she was at least two or three. And then I was like, the three. And then they were like, three. And I was like, let's go. Mm-hmm. They're like, what does NAACP stand for? And I was like, the National Advancement Association of Color People. And let's go. Then they were like, uh, they asked one question. I was like, ooh, I don't know that one. And then the funniest one was when they were like, uh, how many black, what, which black actors appeared on Friends? And I've seen all of Friends. I love Friends. There is the, like, commentary of Friends was just a bunch of, like, white people living in New York. And I was like, I mean, that's fair. That's fair. And even if there wasn't a single black person in that friend group, it's New York. There are hella black people in New York. They could have had some black, like, random actors appear. But they start, like, listing off a bunch of different people. And one of the characters was like, I thought y'all didn't watch this. And they are like, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, the correct answer, thinking to myself, the correct answer is going to be, I don't know. I'm black. I watched Living Color. I'm not Living Color. Not, although I do love me some Living Color. I was like, I watched Living Single. And then they like answer it and the uh, killer was like, trick question. And the correct answer was, 
that's white people shit. I watched Living Single. And yeah. I was like, yep. Which, which I feel like Living Single does not get enough love from just, I mean, it gets enough love from black people. We all love Living Single. It's got one of the best theme songs of all time. I feel like if you haven't watched Living Single, you need to go watch Living Single. One, it's a bunch of very talented actors. Queen Latifah's in it. Love me some Queen Latifah. And, and, it came out like a year or two before Friends. It gave them the blueprint to make Friends. And I want to say the creator of Friends was like, I got this idea from Living Single. So, if you haven't watched it, I don't know where it's on. It might be Netflix, YouTube. It's, it's at least on YouTube. Give a couple episodes a watch. That's all I'll say. Fair enough. Blackening. Funny. One of the funniest movies oh, I've seen this year. It's also got the guy from um, Jeepers Creepers 2. I forget his name. Uh, it's the black actor who in Jeepers Creepers... Not Jeepers Creepers 2. Uh, Final Destination 2. It's the one who rode the motorcycle who got killed. Him. Who then later on in the movie was like in a... Uh, word. It's on Hulu. And HBO Max. And something called Sling TV, which sounds suspicious. I wouldn't trust that one. Like Tubi. Or Pure Flix. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, well, okay, so, got two more, um, big summer popcorn and supposedly hotly anticipated movies that underperformed at the box office. Uh, let's start with Indiana Jones. Um, okay, Indiana Jones, Dial of Destiny, fifth Indiana Jones film. It is first movie since the the dreaded Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, um, and it is presumably, of course, the last Indiana Jones. Certainly, the last Indiana Jones featuring um, uh, Harrison Ford. Now, my relationship to Indiana Jones would be something like. It's okay. It, it would be like um, Indiana Jones is a cousin that you a cousin that you see once every four or five years that you have nothing against, and sometimes you've had like good times with them, but like if you don't see them for five years. You're not just sitting there like, gosh, I wish I could see that cousin. It's not Where? like that's how I feel about Angel. So like so like for me, like Raiders is like a lot of people's favorite because it was the original. Um, I know a lot of people love the third one and hate the second one. And then of course everyone sort of universally panned Man, I'm people. Um a lot of people universally pan uh, the fourth one, of course, Kingdom of the Crystal Skull with Shia Bluff and all that. But for me, I was never a huge. I want like there are things about Raiders of the Lost Ark that I, I like. There are things about the Last Crusade that I really enjoy. That I will always that I remember that are sort of in my memory, like my pop culture memory. Um, I didn't like Crystal Skull at all. Like, I didn't really bump, as Kevin Smith says, I didn't bump into the 
the thing with Shia LaBeouf. Like, I didn't care that he had a son. I didn't care that it was Shia LaBeouf. I didn't even care that the end of the movie had, like, ancient alien twist to it. I just felt like it wasn't a good movie. Mm -hmm. And so, going into this one, I certainly wanted it to be better than that. My favorite of them all, as you know, is most people's least favorite. My favorite's always been Temple of Doom. And so, what I look for in an Indiana Jones movie is admittedly going to be a little bit less stringent, I guess, Mm -hmm. than some people's requirements for an Indiana Jones movie. I've listened to a few different podcasts, read a few different reviews where people who, I I would say about 80% of the time I agree with them about things, really hated this movie. And... I like I I'm not gonna say I loved it, but I kind of dug it. Like I really this movie benefited from the fact that I was going in with zero no expectations, expectations because whatsoever. I dislike Kingdom of the Crystal Skull so, so much. Agreed. Just because it's a bad movie, I don't, I don't care about Shia LaBeouf and the alien. Well, I'm like Agreed. whatever. It doesn't. I, Sure, they're movie. aliens. There's a random voodoo priest dude in in, in that's pulling out hearts right. in Temple we'll of Doom. Do, I don't right. care. It's a bad movie, it, and the, that was the what Ark made of the it. Covenant had a ghost pop out that melted Nazi faces. And there's an it's a old great moment. there's a old uh, discount Kmart version of um, uh, the, the original fucking James Bond, whose name escapes me right now. Uh, yeah, yeah, Sean, Who, Sean Con- there's a discount Sean Connery no actually Sean Connery is in that movie although the dude who is the the crusader just looks like a Kmart version of Sean Connery who is like oh you chose poorly and they drink from a bad cup and some dudes it, let's be honest they're all and I I love Raiders and the Last Crusade these movies are silly movies right they're, they should not be taken seriously. They're supposed to be throwbacks to the old, like, the old, like, serial storytelling. Yes. Where, like, like, when my dad was a kid, you would go to the movies. Indiana Jones is what Flash Gordon is yeah, for adventure yeah. movies. Yes, it's so, not. Like, when my dad was a kid, you would go to a movie and you would watch a little bit of it for 50 cent and then you'd have it would end on a cliffhanger and you'd have to come back the next week right right like that's kind of like that's kind of what indiana jones was supposed to be steven spielberg was wanting to do the types of movies that he liked as a kid mm-hmm. and I, he and george lucas happened to be very successful with that they happened to get harrison ford they happened to get John Williams, they happen to have a lot of things that made that franchise so successful. Right. And of course, I love action adventure. It's one of my favorite genres. It's why I like uh, Tomb Raider. It's why I like Uncharted. And well, you see, that's have, that's why I like Indiana Jones right, you because it gave me that stuff, stuff that I like more than Indiana Jones. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Let's like I will forever be thankful to to Steven Spielberg and Harrison Ford for making Indiana Jones because without that, I don't get Uncharted. That's completely which true. Yeah. I love more than Indiana Jones. Right. I think honestly, the best Indiana Jones movies 
are the ones that have been inspired by Indiana Jones, like the the newest Tomb Raider and the newest Uncharted, I think are better than both of these last two Indiana Jones movies. And even some things that are like silly but inspired. Like that mm-hmm. movie last year, um that Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum did. Yeah. That comedy that was an adventure movie. Yes. Even the oh, freaking uh, The Lost City. The Lost City, yeah. yeah. Even that freaking I and and no and I'm no, I'm not joking. That live action Dora movie that nobody saw. Show the fuck didn't. Actually had a decent little adventure going on yeah. in it. Uh was it kind of goofy? Of course it was. But it had a decent little adventure story. And these are all like grandchildren of Indiana Jones. Yeah. You know, that. I think this movie was a good movie for Indiana Jones to go out on. But I think Indiana Jones has unfortunately like run its course. Well, so, okay. So I'm going to tell you a couple of things I liked about it. I'm going to tell you one thing I'd have done differently, and I'm going to tell you what I think Disney Disney and Lucasfilm should do next with it. Okay? You ready for these hot takes? I loved that opening 15 minutes on the train. Yep. I thought that was really well done. If that had been the whole movie, I'd have been like 10 out of 10. And look, I think that the de-aging, deepfake thing they did worked well enough to where I had no problem with it. So, actually, I have a note about that. It it looks phenomenal. It's heads and shoulders better than what they did in Rogue One with uh, Tarkin and Princess Leia. I wish they could go back and redub, redo Tron Legacy's v visual effects God, with be amazing. with the which which we're getting a Tron sequel with freaking Jared Leto. And that I'm was exciting. That was announced. Um. The only problem with the deep fake de aging stuff. It looks great until people start talking. When they start talking because of, like, the weird stuff that goes on around with the mouth and the fact that the face doesn't move the way it should when people are talking. Right. Because, like, when you're talking, your lips aren't just moving. There's muscles under your face and, like, there's a bunch of stuff going on. It do- it's not there yet. And this is the closest it's ever been to being there. So, yeah. like... Let's be honest. And by like twenty thirty two, it's gonna look phenomenal. It'll it'll it's, look realistic. It's like it's 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 yeah. I agree with you. It's getting there. Yeah. And it works best for the actiony parts of the sequence. Yes. Um. And but I thought the first fifteen minutes were great. I thought Mads Mikkelsen, um, his motivation was hilarious. He he wanted to kill Hitler, so he wanted to go back in time and kill Hitler so he could do a better job. That was uh, my favorite part of the movie because I've never um, understood why in any of these like movies where you get like Nazis trying to like go back in time or anything like like if you've got Nazis who are still around after Hitler, they should talk about how stupid they think Hitler was. I thought that I thought Mads Mikkelsen actually I thought he did. A, I mean, I love Mads Mikkelsen, yeah, but I actually thought he did a really good job. Like I thought his. He, I think he played a an Indiana Jones villain really well. Yes. Um. I liked the whole Dial of Destiny bit. Um, and I liked the Dial of Destiny. I I was kind of bummed out that the Spear of Longinus was just a fake. Right. I was like, that that, that would have been a good move. 
if that had been like the fourth Indiana Jones movie that would have come out when Harrison Ford was still young, where they were just trying to recover the spear that killed Jesus because the, the Nazis wanted it for nefarious reasons for insert whatever crazy supernatural bullshit it could do. Phenomenal. I think that would have been a great Indiana Jones movie. Two things that I'd have done differently. Put Short Round in it. Yes. One, I would have... This was the year of Short Round. Right. Dude won an Oscar. He had to come back, right? Uh, I would have had him be in the movie. and I I love... I love um, Jonathan Mm Rhys-Davies. Who played Gimli, and he plays Sala. Sala's his name, right? In these movies. I love that actor. It's so good to see that he's still alive. And I mean that literally, because he's old. It's good to see that he's still around. It was it was actually really nice to see him on screen again. Um, but I would have rather had short round. Yeah. And look, I like the end. I, I thought the end was cool. I thought that what happened with the time travel element was really cool, um, and kind of touching in a way. I like the bit with um, Marion at the end and the callback to Raiders. I thought that was really sweet. But the one thing I would have done differently in the plot is you got this dang dial of destiny. Let's really delve into this time travel and have this dude skip back through his other movies. Right? Like, let's see... That would have been dope. My only problem with that, it would have added on to an already kind of long run time. Well, I think you could have cut some of what we got in favor of cooler scenes. Um, So... That's that's one thing where I was like, I think as a final movie, it might have been cool to see like a little greatest hits montage of some of the other movies. Um, but I liked it. I thought it was light years better than what they tried to do, and 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 I actually liked that they sort of redeemed the Shia LaBeouf thing by making that an emotional plot point because mm-hmm. you learn that. You know, mild spoiler alert. Of course, you you learn that he's uh, that he died in Vietnam, and that is something that okay, we acknowledge. Yeah, that character was there. This is why he's not here, and it does have an impact on Indy. And I, I like. I just thought they did a good job with that. I thought Harrison Ford did a good job. So, um, now. Here's what I think I would do. Okay, so if they... What happened for James Gunn? Where they put him in charge of DC and they gave him complete the complete keys to the kingdom, he and Peter Saffron. If they gave me complete keys to the kingdom for things that are owned by Lucasfilm in conjunction with what's the Disney hierarchy, whatever, however that shapes out, and I was completely in charge of Indiana Jones... Here's what I would do. I'd wait at least five years before I did it, okay? Maybe longer. Probably about five years I think would be good. I would bring in six of my favorite writer-directors in the industry, okay? I would have them each write a a one-hour-long standalone adventure with the character Indiana Jones. I would let them each cast a different badass actor as Indiana Jones in each of their six different hours. 
I'd put it on Disney Plus as a limited series. The Adventures of Indiana Jones. That's what I'd do. Because that'd be really cool. Think about some of the cool, the good directors and I actors. I think it would be cool. And see, the only problem with that is you run into the problem that people had with Solo. No one wants to watch that character if it's not Harrison Ford. And, hey, that's poss- that's, that is true. So your options are we just never do anything else with it again. But you know that's not what they're going to do. No. So but they should got, do. If, you, if you're hired to do something different, I think that would be a cool, unique approach to it. What they should do, and they've come out and said that they're not doing anything Indiana Jones related for a while because Lucasfilm is going to focus more on the Star Wars side of things, which is probably for the best. Like, in, by focus on it, you let Dave Filoni do what Dave Filoni do. Can't wait for the Ahsoka series. If you are going to do something Indiana Jones related, animate it. An I would animated Indiana Jones series. I think I think both of those are great ideas. I would watch an animated Indiana Jones, and I would watch the heck out of the six different directors doing six different visions of Indiana Jones. Because like it eliminates both of those eliminate the whole like that's not Indiana Jones. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it. My idea in in saying it's like no, we 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 recognize this character is so link to this other person. So let's show you something you've never seen before, which now, is six different faces of Yours it. would work if they were six different stories told by different people and they never like... They're telling a story of what they heard Indiana Jones did. Right. Because then you can get away with it not right. being Harrison Ford. Because well, then you also don't like, is this story true? Is right. it not true? Right. Which I also think they should do for Star Wars. Right. And all of the like legend stuff that people love about the expanded yeah. universe. Well, yeah, you it can, even, can just you could be even, a bunch of like random stories that people even, are. So it could be true, it could not be. Instead of the adventures of Indiana Jones, you could call it Legends of Indiana Jones. Yes. Um, or the legendary Indiana Jones. And uh, yeah, as I, long as they don't do a young Indiana Jones ever again. Oh my gosh! And look, it should look, be good. The connective what about Ryan Gosling. The connective thread right here is that maybe you could have that actor who plays Short Round, yeah, like as as someone who is one of the storytellers or someone who is, you know, I I just think you could really, I just think that'd be cool. I think it'd be a really cool idea. And I spent a lot of time thinking about like, what would I do? If like because I know Hollywood's not gonna do the like, we just can't, we just can't, we're done. It's so definitive. They never do that shit. They always reboot. And so if you now if, if you're George, the person who was if hired George to do it, and Steven were still in mm-hmm. charge of it, I think that they would never do it again. I agree. But and and this is the only other mm-hmm. thing I have to say about Indiana Jones. I do not understand why Harrison Ford loves that character so much, but he hates Han Solo so much. They're the exact same character. I think... Those characters are literally the same, with the exception of, like, when Indiana Jones is being a college professor. But I view that more of, like, him putting on the mask, and, like, when he's out adventuring, that's who he really is. I think that for Harrison Ford, it's probably more so the some of the stuff that has come out of the Star Wars fandom. I and, and I don't right where that that's right, wrong, or indifferent, right? Like you could say, like, look, you got 
untold hundreds of millions of fans of Star Wars, probably. And it's not fair to judge the fandom by the very loud, angsty, stupid crowd out there that say crazy things. But my guess would be that Harrison Ford is not the type of person who is big into, like, the cosplaying and convention. He, he just seems like a type of person who doesn't get that. Like, he's... And I think that's what it is for him with Star Wars. And I think that if it was just the character and it didn't come with all of that, like, oh my god, it's Star Wars, he'd probably be a little more fond of it. Um... But I'm glad to see that he, he put more heart and soul into this than he did his final turn in The Fall of Skywalker. Oh, you mean where they got him to? Like, I know. He, he showed up, shot a couple scenes on the volume, wearing just some like random clothes he had laying around at home. And clearly did not know what the heck was going on. Or no. He just, they were it just made like, no damn sense because his hair was even longer. And I was like, fam, yeah, he died with so. the short hair. What is happening? All right. Uh, we... We are going to take a short break uh, this time. Um, instantaneous for you all. Uh, a short break. Uh, uh, for a word from our sponsor, Trolley Sour Gummy Creations. Try the Martian Mix. Over 200 flavor combinations, bro. It's a bold face lie. Okay. We'll be right back, and we're going to talk about Bullflush. I don't want to. And we're back. Um, look, I... I think both of us are in agreement. We saw the Flash. There were two Barrys. There was a Batman. There were two Batmans. There was a Supergirl. It ended. There was an after credit scene. The end. It's time to go home. Hope y'all had a good evening. Um, Bye-bye now. Okay, so here's the thing. The Flash has been in development hell for most of our life. (laughs) That's what it seems like. Right. Since 2015, sure. Right, right. Most of our adult But we were grown men in 2015. It was not most of our lives. It's, literally, when I saw that this movie finally came out, I felt like like Leo and Ken Watanabe at the end of Inception. Like, Let us <laughs> travel back and be young men to when we were young men. Right. Like, so, it's been in development hell not as long as Black Adam. Right. And so, I think this movie was better than Black Adam. Um, accidentally. To, to quote, by default. To quote Dominic Toretto, it don't matter if you win by an, an inch or by a mile. Win it, 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 it wins by a milli-inch. Hey, um, it won. I'll give you that. Okay, Although so, not financially, because Black Adam did better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay, so look. They're still not bringing Dwayne back. Look, the, or Henry Cavill. The movie has had six different directors, an army of different writers. It's been through endless reshoots. It's been with pro-Snyderverse reshoots, anti-Snyderverse reshoots, James Gunn reshoots, and the seams are visible. This is not a seamless adventure. First off, for this to be the first solo Flash movie, yes, it does have, like, it does have, like, stuff about the Flash. Like, ostensibly, the plot is the Flash wants to go back in time and save his mom from being killed so he can free his dad from... It's got stuff about the Flash. But it's... But it's such deep-level Flash stuff that it makes no... This should have been the third movie in a Flash set of movies. They did Because it's like... Starting with Flashpoint... 
is like starting with Death of Superman, right? Or uh, the Nightfall Saga, like right. you, you're starting at the end of the story. It, it would be like, oh my god, and it would be like, and because this is not a very good adaptation of Flashpoint, it would be like so like. And, and it wasn't intended to be a one-for-one adaptation. So let's take a movie, uh, The Dark Knight Rises. Not intended to right. be a one-to-one of either Dark Knight Returns or Nightfall. But it has elements, clear elements from both stories, right? It's, it's, it's like that, but like, it, but like in The Flash... Let, let's, it, let's, go with, let's go with one that's in the same universe as this one. You got Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, which is a combination of Death of Superman, Superman. and The Dark Knight Returns. Right, right. Which those two don't even happen at the same time. But and so those are definitely not like one for one, like shot one for one shots of the novels that they're based off of. But they do a good job of incorporating the key themes and elements of those stories into the movie to tell a cohesive story. Right. The Flash tries to, like, incorporate Flashpoint, but it leaves out literally everything that's important about that story besides the death of Barry's mother. Barry is... Oh my god, this movie's so bad. Okay. The movie itself doesn't make any sense. Okay, sure. Barry learns that he can travel back in time in in, in the Zack Snyder version of Justice League. He doesn't do it in the Joss Whedon version. Because, yes, friends, the Zack Snyder Justice League that Warner Brothers wants us all to believe is an Elseworlds tale that only came on HBO Max... And was the only version people have watched multiple times. Ever like they released a big budget movie that they spent ten years working on that uses Zack Snyder's Justice League as canon in order to basically say piss off to the Snyderverse. So Barry is talking to Bruce, and Ben Affleck just looks like he done. He's like, I don't care. Like. I, like, I started drinking because of this bullshit. I just want to go home and spend time with my hot wife, Jennifer Lopez. And his suit... Oh, man. His suit at the beginning, like... I, I know what they're going for because I've read these... I've read the Batman comics, right? I know what they're going for in that suit. But he looks like he's got the plastic rings that are around six-packs, like, all over his costume. Yeah, it was weird. And, like... And then, like, they, they add some James Gunn humor... In so various moments, and I'm not saying that James Gunn literally inserted himself into a movie that was already shot and was like, hey, add some of my level of humor. I'm saying they have moments of humor in this movie that are misplaced and remind me of the like, kind of like fart jokes type humor that James Gunn likes to insert in things. And I was like, where is. Machete! Don't do that in Brave and the Bold! Anyways, like. As Logan was saying, basically. This movie is just a really crappy representation of the things that, like, you need to know about The Flash. It it relies on you having a knowledge of Zack Snyder's Justice League. And ultimately, it ends up falling apart under the weight of too many cooks and a schizophrenic script. 
And by the time, like, look, we've not made any bones about it. Neither of us are like, like, neither of us were like the, the like the big Michael Keaton Batman fans were. We're like, yeah, Michael Keaton. But by the time you get to Michael Keaton, that could have been interesting. It would have been interesting if we didn't know that we were supposed to get Jeffrey Dean Morgan in that role. Because... And Lauren Cohen is that ver- universe version of the Joker. The story is so much more emotional when you have a tie-back to Bruce at the beginning telling Barry, which is intact in this story. You have Ben Affleck. And so when Ben Affleck says in real life in an interview a year ago that he feels like he really figured out how to play Batman in this movie... I know that what he's talking about is the emotional core of who Batman is. Mm-hmm. He has come to a point because of Superman. Not that anyone would ever... He has come to a point in his life, and I know it's because of Superman, where he has gotten to a point where he's like, so what if you can time travel to the past? Our scars make us who we are. Batman has become... like. Batman is healthy. This is the healthiest we've ever seen Batman on screen. It would have been so moving to have had it be Jeffrey Dean Morgan and have him send that message through Barry to Bruce. I would have forgiven so much of this movie if it was Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Batman in that universe. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the movie, before Barry goes back, he gives... And in order to do this, you can't repeatedly kill his version of Batman like they did with Michael Keaton's. But they 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 vanquished the bullshit evil. Jeffrey Dean Morgan's Thomas Wayne gives a letter to Barry to then take back to Ben Affleck, Batman, not George Clooney. Even though I sure start, I I was fine with George Clooney being at the end of that movie if it wasn't going to be what I'm about to say now. But you have Jeffrey Dean Morgan give Barry the note. You have Bruce read the note. And you get that really good moment that you get in Flashpoint that reset the DC Universe and where we got the new 52. Hate it or love it, that's how that happened. And you get like a really good cathartic moment for Bruce at the end of that movie being like, my dad is proud of me and I know that my parents love me. Instead, you get Michael Keaton's Batman because they're like, well, you know, when you go back in time and you change things, it creates a ripple effect, so you change things in the past and the present and the future. And so that's why I was born, like, 50 years before I was supposed to be. And it just, it doesn't It's work. all very meta. Yeah. Because it's like, we could go back in time and get Michael Keaton and have him be freaking Batman again, and we could change things. And it's like, like but why? Why are we going back to get Michael Keaton as Batman? Because I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I know people out there, they love their Batman 89, and some of the misguided poor souls love Batman Returns. Of all the Batman you could bring back, why are we doing Michael Keaton? Michael Keaton was never the best Batman. Did you, like, well, well, uh, I mean, that's true, but, like, come on, I like, Christian Bale wasn't going to do it. And Val Kilmer can't do it. So it was either Mikhail Keaton or George Clooney. Or that little kid from Gotham. Oh, David Mazouz? Uh, 
Oh, or, well, no, if or, he was still no, because he was still alive when they were filming this bullshit movie, they should have got fucking uh, Kevin Conroy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Although he did appear in live action in Crisis on Infinite Earth. He did, which was a better version of all. Look, the well, CW season, Flash season three of the Flash was a better version of this season, look, and they had half the budget. By half, I mean way less. Look. Say what you will about the last, like, four to five seasons of The Flash. The Flash, in its best moments, did all this Flash stuff way better. Yep. The cameo stuff, here's my thing. (laughs) It was just really ponderous, the ones that we got versus the ones that we didn't get. For me. Okay? It was weird... That we got, like, generic, AI-generated Jay Garrick. But we couldn't get Grant Gustin. When they've already crossed over? Well, that's the other thing. Ezra Miller's Flash has met Grant Gustin's Flash in Crisis on Infinite Earth. Right. Grant Gustin's Flash is the reason that Ezra Miller's Flash knows to call himself The Flash. Grant Gustin's Flash gave him the name. We got CGI Nicolas Cage fighting a spider as an homage to a movie that was never made. But we didn't get Henry Cavill's cameo. I'd have forgiven Grant Gustin not banging if John Wesley's ship had at least been in the movie. Right. And the AI-generated thing that they did, which was probably supposed to kind of sort of look like a young John Wesley ship, looked to me and... It looked like Teddy Sears. And a lot of people looked freaking Teddy Sears. So much so that that actor came out and was like, no, that ain't me. And I'm like, good, because that would have been an odd choice. Because you were... I mean, you pretended to be Jay Garrett, but you were Zoom. One season. You 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 were voiced by Tony Todd. You were problematic. Like and and like, so like, and they've come out and been like, oh, and the person that kills Barry's mom is of course the Reverse Flash. We know, but who cares? Who cares? You're never gonna make a sequel. Shut up. You're not gonna sequel. And look, look. Okay, so if you love Ezra Miller, that's also that that would mean so much more. Would mean so much more if you get so. Follow me with this one, right? So, the first Flash movie. It's just the Flash fighting his rogues. You get Captain Cold. Uh, fucking... Uh, you got Captain Cold, Captain Boom. A lot of captains. Captain Cold, Captain Boomerang, Heat Wave, Golden Glider. Uh, the, the fucking... Did they kill Mirror Captain Master. Boomerang in that Suicide Squad movie? In, the, in James Gunn's, yeah. But so the fuck what? Who cares? We didn't even get a Flash villain. We got Zod. No, we did get a Flash villain. We got Black Flash. Oh, that's true. But they did it wrong. So the Black Black, I forgot about him because he was so inconsequential. Black Flash is basically like just the death. He's the he's he's death for speedsters. It's not a Barry who's been trying to save mm-hmm. him mama infinite number of times. It's literally just the Grim Reaper for speedsters. Mm-hmm. So if you had had... See, here's how it could have worked. If you had just had that 
if you had had the correct version of Black Flash constantly like trying to chase Barry down to kill him for fucking with the timeline, that makes an interesting villain. But they did like it. It just and and the way that you get to the Black Flash, like it's just alternate timeline Barry who is constantly getting fucked up in the battle with Zod and like different pieces of the Black Flash armor keep getting attached to him. Like this is garbage. And in the in the emotional core of the movie is Barry learning that you cannot go to the past to change the present. The whole thing is you can't change the past. It's a great lesson to learn. But Barry doesn't learn the lesson at the end of the movie Not at all. because he goes back in time to where he sets things right and his mom dies like she's supposed to. But he still changes something to the fact where his dad is now no longer in prison. And, be, yep. and because of that, he's still fucked with the timeline. And because he screwed with the timeline, even though I know we're, thank God, we're not ever going to have to see it, somewhere out there, George Clooney is once again Batman. Now David Corrin sweat as Superman. Like, look, here's my thing, okay? Here's my thing. There was so much that, that could have been cool about this movie, okay? Uh, they brought back freaking Feora, and she didn't have a line. Honestly, I loved her. The only part about this um, movie that I enjoy is Supergirl. Right, and she was, like, in it for, like, ten minutes. And I hope that if they do make the Supergirl movie, they just get her back as Supergirl. Yeah, I have no problem I think with she her was being, wonderful. I have no problem it's with her being Supergirl. It's like... But see, th this is the other problem. If the only good thing in your movie, in your Flash movie, is Supergirl, you've made a bad movie. I agree. You've made a bad story. Now, I don't care that you say that the CGI is intentionally supposed to look bad. That's stupid. You do not intentionally make a bad-looking movie. No, that's just dumb. And, and and the CGI was atrocious. And see, here's the thing. And, and they also talk about um, forget the P, the PS One level graphics or whatever. Like, don't, don't disrespect <laughs> like, the PS One like that. Like, Bro, those with Nintendo sixty four graphics. Like. Oh, got uh, it. Those, we got bro, N64 you, Henry Cameron. Bro, you gonna tell me those babies didn't look like they came straight out of Mario 64? They they really did. I, oh, God, that sequence was cringe. And, like, the like the baby in the microwave, like, that's the kind of stuff that I think James Gunn went back and rewrote. Like, I'm like, this is cringe, y'all. Like, but the... The, 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 the we're, Okay, so this other thing that sort of, like, gripes me about this movie is that... You have, okay, on one hand, on one hand, it's kind of cool to see Michael Keaton's Batman um, filmed with somebody who understands how to do action sequences and has the technology to do them. Because Michael Keaton's Batman was kind of cool gliding around fighting people and, like, because he's Batman. Like, Batman's cool. But I, you I need have... to see all the people who are angry that Ben Affleck's Batman was killing people point out that Michael Keaton's Batman continue to They're kill people. Deathly silent. He's been killing people since 89. The George Clooney thing at the end for me, like, like, it's just like, 
it's a WTF on so many levels, and it doesn't matter because obviously it was just a joke. Like, obviously, they chose to play the end of that movie as a joke. George Clooney gets out. That's supposed to make the audience laugh. And then Barry's tooth falls out. That's all supposed to be funny. For me, it was, like, indicative of everything wrong with Warner Brothers. Because, like, if, like, I don't know about you, but I wasn't laughing. I laughed at the George Clooney part just because I was like, of course. Like, but I, and I've said this before, I don't hate George Clooney as Batman. I just hate that movie because it's a bad movie. I think George Clooney, out of Michael Keaton and Val Kilmer and himself, is the most Bruce Wayne-y of all of them because Bruce Wayne is a billionaire playboy. Mm Mm-hmm. George Clooney up until a, a couple of years like like maybe maybe playboy. like he, no he's a billionaire. George Clooney a billionaire. Well good for him. He he was a billionaire playboy. It makes sense. It just there were two so there's there's three in total, but there How are two did George other versions. Made billions. Was well, his family rich? I don't know anything no, about No, um cuz uh, he was only like on ER before he did Batman. Like it wasn't endorsements. like and I think he's got like a tequila or alcohol brand or something. Good for him. Good for George him. Clooney, George Clooney make him bang. Good for him. But no, there were three other. So there's there's three in total, but there's two other versions of the ending of that movie, and both of them are better than what we got. The first one, which isn't my favorite, but it's still better. Barry comes out of the courtroom. His dad's freed. Bruce Wayne pulls up. It's Michael Keaton. It's Michael Keaton and it's Supergirl. And they're like, how did we get here? So they remember everything that happened. That's an interesting ending of the movie. The better ending. Mandela effect ending. The better ending. You have Ben Affleck, Gal Gadot, and Henry Cavill outside of the courthouse. And they're still like their versions of the character. I don't know what it would have set up, but they're just there. And I think that is I would have preferred that but I knew I wasn't going to get that unless I was getting more Snyder stuff and I'm not so that makes sense as to why you didn't go with that one why didn't you go with the one where you still got why call in George Clooney for like 30 minutes of work when you already had Michael Keaton there like like why not just why not also another problem I have with this movie why put Iris West in this movie if she's not going to do anything? She literally was a plot device. Because they Fact. needed... Well, we gotta, Barry's got to figure out he can time travel... That, that since he can time travel, he can save his mom somehow. But you didn't have to have that. Right. Because, you know... I was wrong. I was wrong. He's not a billionaire. This could also be wrong, but George Clooney's net worth is five hundred million. Well, he is a <laughs> he halfway he there. He is he is a half billionaire playboy. Facts. Like, and like we talked about this before. Like, we don't have to like go through the whole rehashing of it and, and the technicalities of how there are comic books that separate the universes and whatnot. But in a general sense, <clears throat> it was a little weird for me because, like, at least at the time in the nineties. I think the general perception of all of those movies was that even though they ended up changing directors and actors, the Batman franchise was kind of like one thing. Like, and 
it 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 that was a little weird to me because I'm like something when I'm watching that. Like I said, we talked about this, but I'm like, I don't know. Like it, that that one's a little like goofy because like there's all these stories about how Schumacher and Burton got into like actual arguments with each other because Schumacher himself considered what he was doing sequels to Burton's movies and there's all this like goofiness there and so when I watch George Clooney but the reason I bring this up is whether those were our separate universes or were meant to be all one thing is neither here nor there because according to some stuff I was reading about this movie it's Michael Keaton playing Bruce Wayne, but it's not Batman from, like, Batman 89 anyway. Mm-mm. It's just a different Michael Keaton, Bruce Wayne, so that whole thing doesn't matter. And I'm like, the last... Okay, so, this goes back to the CW-verse, which is the superior version, uh, when we're not counting the Snyder stuff. The last time we get Batman 89 is a brief photo of Michael Keaton's Batman marrying Catwoman. Mm-hmm. That's that's the last thing of Batman eighty nine you get. So remember they showed uh, that that uh, actor from Batman eighty nine that played the detective, not the detective, the uh, reporter at like, and it says like Earth eighty nine or whatever. It's yeah. at the very beginning of yeah. the crossover event. Didn't all of like the worlds like get destroyed? Get destroyed or some shit? Yeah. Yeah. But um, so they were all destroyed, but when Oliver sacrificed himself, he rebirthed the multiverse. Which I'm So gonna, they were destroyed, but they're all back. Yeah. Uh which eventually I'll get to. Um, what? Oliver rebirthing the multiverse. It was good shit. Was good shit. Um he, uh, because I'm I'm watching through all of those now. I'm watching uh Did you watch Crisis when it Cuz it was like a multi-night event. I did, but like as much as I liked it, if you'll remember at the time, we both were a little disappointed by some of it. And so I haven't thought about it that deeply since then. But, like, when you... You just don't know how good you have it until you see crap like this. I... I in, There were things I wish they had done differently, but I enjoyed it for the most part. Because I got a lot of actors from other stuff that I enjoyed. Like, they John brought... John Cryer taking out uh, Brandon Routh was, like... I don't talk about that. One of the more disrespectful things I've ever seen. That. Although, I I like the fact that Brandon Ralph got a chance to play Superman again, even though I hated his Superman movie because they turned him into a stalker. But I think it was good for that. It, it gave him some closure. Mm-hmm. It was dark, though, because in his universe, Lois, Perry, and Jimmy all got killed because the Joker set off a bomb. And it killed everybody. And that's the Christopher Reeve Superman. Yes, that's it is. screwed up. Can, can I also just take a slight detour and say, look. I don't care that Christopher Reeve and Helen Slater are there. But it does not in any way enhance that movie. To see, like, CG Christopher Reeve and Helen it, Slater. Because it's just like an emotionless CG, like... Affair moment and it's, it's not like, great but I, I, I do think even if neither of those actors because Helen Slater was probably busy and Christopher Reeves is no longer with us it's nice to see those versions of those characters on screen together because it it's never happened mainly because Christopher Reeves was like I'm not doing your bullshit Supergirl movie one thing that I 
one cameo that I did have somewhat of an issue with is the stock footage of George Reeves. Superman from like the, the 40s, yeah. 50s. The only reason is that if you know anything about that dude, they actually made a movie about him where Ben Affleck played him. If you know anything about that dude, playing Superman kind of like... it. Obviously, it's not Superman's fault. He was a grown man. He made his own choices. But playing Superman kind of ruined his life. And... I, I almost just feel like I know somebody... Somebody from his family might have been contacted and if they were like sure go ahead that's fine whatever I'm just talking about my personal opinion if this dude had such a hard time emotionally and like trying to like live his life and do other things besides Superman and I almost think that one cameo which was completely unnecessary was a little odd. I, I, and that's not something I thought about at first. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, guys, we watched this movie three weeks ago. I've had a lot of time to ponder and nitpick. Of all the cameos, that was the one. And that's not a cameo, it's just stock footage. But of all the stock footage, that's like... I know what you're going for, but again, you're going out of the way to not do things like Grant Gustin and Henry Cavill at this point. And of course, you know me, I never need to see Adam West, but people love Adam West. So, um, I, it didn't bother me to see Adam West. I was in that's a Jake to thing. the George Reeve. Because I'm like, I'm not a bright knight. Yes. You know, his he's got a tragic story, but I'm like, you own the footage. It doesn't do anybody any good to just well, it's, leave it's, it. Like, why not? It's the Kevin Smith, you can put me in porn when I'm dead thing. You know, like, um,. That was like the only one where I was, and like, like sure, like it was it was difficult for him after being Superman, but there are like there are countless people who I don't know how many of them are still alive, but that is their version of Superman. Like if your dad was still with us, I feel like he would have your dad would have he would have got a kick out of now. Yeah. Your dad's taste in movies. Well, he also would have. He also would have thought this was the greatest movie of all time because it had George Reeves and Christopher Reeves in it. Facts. I would so, rather. To me, I'm like have seen Tom Welling in a CGI suit. That way, he didn't have to wear the suit. He wouldn't have signed off on that shit. I would rather. They could have. They could have just used the end clip from the final episode of Smallville where he's running on the white roof and he rips his shirt open. I would rather have seen Dean Kane. I would have. I would have liked to have seen Dean Kane. I'd have rather seen Tyler Hucklin. I'm gonna just throw this out here, Tyler. Tyler, Tyler. Best on on best TV Superman we we we've got, and I don't put Tom Welling in that because category because Tom not Welling Superman never until played the very, Superman. very 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 yes. End. And you can't compare ten seconds of Superman facts to three seasons. Plus More, Supergirl yeah. appearances. So, Tyler, best TV Superman. As far as best Superman of all time, top three. Top three best Superman of all time. Because he, he understands the character. Would have been dope if we had had a, uh, like, one of those multiverse worlds had been animated and it was like Michael Rosenbaum's Wally West. Would have been dope. I'd have been alive. That's cool. Or, or Warner Brothers love to do live action pl- uh, 
in cartoon movies. Yes, that's part. That's, that's part they staple. I mean, you gave me all kinds of shit in that Space Jam's two movie. Still, never saw that. Never gonna watch it. You should never watch that. But yeah, no, I took all, that bullet for all in all to say, the Flash six C, out of ten. Yeah, like it's very it's, it's, C. it's a it's a D. Yeah, I guess that's true. It's a D. Unless you're, I'm not good at math. It's 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 a six out of ten. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, unless you're in high school, a sixty is a it's a fucking D in college. It's it's a, yeah, it's a D. Which let's. Or take on the education system real quick. Why is it in high school a D is a seventy and that's it? Like what is that? That's BS. It's it makes no sense. Like an A, ninety to a hundred. B eighty to eighty nine. A C seventy one to seventy nine. So you're already cutting me at the knees as far as like what I can do to get a C. And then for a D um, is a seventy? Uh, every answer I could come up with to give you would only lead to further questions. Fair enough. It's uh, it's bull. It is, is absolute is. donkey nonsense. Um, but yeah, so like, look, I, I just want to say for the record one more time: when comic book movies do well, it's good for all comic book movies in general. I don't take delight and watching things flop at the end of the day, even if I laugh when they flop. Warner Brothers is one of the worst-run companies of all time when it comes to handling these types of franchises. Warner Brothers really needs to do some soul-searching. What they are trying to do and starting fresh with James Gunn makes sense. From a business standpoint, I do think that they are leaving lots and lots of other potentially cool things on the table. Maybe they'll come back to some of them at some point. Maybe these versions of these characters, like Henry Cavill, are still out there. And in the future, we get a crisis movie and we get these characters back. Maybe that happens. I can write it for cheap. Because of the actors involved have to feed their families because this is their job. This is what they do for work. I do not wish any of the people involved in the making of the new slate that that James Gunn and Peter Safran have crafted. Uh, I do not wish anyone um, ill fortune. I agree with Henry Cavill when he said, I wish everyone the happiest of fortunes in their future DC endeavors. I hope that all of the people who watch the movies, including my dear friend Logan, enjoy the movies. I don't want Logan, who's a massive Superman fan, to go watch Superman Legacy and feel like he got shot on. I don't want that to happen for him. Because I know how it feels when I watch... I, I, I saw because, Superman 3 and 4. Because I have seen several movies... Where my favorite characters were in them, and I got shot on. Okay? I... I... I just... I'm just tired, boss. There's just too much hate in the world. And I just... At a certain point... 
I have got to, for me, draw my line in the sand and be like, just like how when they ended the New 52 and started again, I was like, I'm not going to be able to keep up with that one this time. But fam, you, you missed it. Rebirth, Rebirth was good shit. I, and I'm not saying it wasn't, but I was like, I'm not going to be able to keep up with that one this time. Just like I can't keep up with all the different comic storylines, and sometimes I just have to give myself a break from that and getting invested in something, lest it be swiftly rebooted, because that's what Disney does. I mean, not Disney, DC does. No, Disney owns Marvel, and Marvel does. Um, I am choosing for the nonce, as I've said before. I am choosing to let Logan cover... The, the the new DC stuff with the exception of the standalone things I'm gonna be there opening night for Matt Reeves Batman I'll be there for Joker 2 I'm gonna go watch Aquaman even though I don't Woo-hoo! know why, I don't know why I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hope James Wan gives me one last good movie uh, in that arena then he can focus on the Conjurers <sighs> I'm gonna watch Blue Beetle. Everything after that is literally case by case. I can tell you that I have no interest in the um, the apparently still alive and kicking J.J. Abrams and Tana Hissy Coates uh, Superman. That doesn't. That's going to be the me. one you going to have to watch because I ain't um, watching it. I will gladly cover all the Elseworld stuff besides that, um, and be and, and I look. I agree with James Gunn's. First off, I'll say something nice about James Gunn. Remember when they were going to call everything DC Black Label? But it makes way more sense to call it Elseworlds. That's James Gunn, okay? I like I like that he says everything's going to be clearly labeled, okay? DC Elseworlds or DCU. I like I like that. I like that he create that they're doing DC Studios. I like that for the first time they're going to try to have um, continuity across everything. I like that there's... See, that's why I'm happy for old boy that's playing Superman because he's about to he get gets to paid. Be, he gets to be he's Superman get, and everything. He's going to be Superman in the movies, video games. Oh boy, if, if James Gunn's DC Universe does well, this dude is going to be set up for a very long time. And... Look, there's a lot of stuff that they have come out with that sounds interesting and a lot that doesn't sound interesting to me. I, I could care less about Creature Commandos. Yeah, no, I'm not I don't care about Waller. I, Viola Davis is going to be Amanda Waller still, so I, I will give it a shot. And, and, and see, that's going to be one of those things that's an ongoing source of like, why do we have some of these actors still and not others? But... The if Sasha, what's her? How do you say her? Cal, 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 how do you say her? Last I don't know, and I'm not gonna try because I'm not gonna get it wrong. If she gets to be Supergirl again, would I consider watching that movie? Sure. Um. Look, I, I, Andy Machete before he gave me the Flash, he gave me the two It movies that I liked. I guess maybe I could hold my breath and wait and see for Batman the Brave and the Bold and see what that movie looks like. 
My I beef. keep seeing so many people like Jensen Ackles for Batman. I'm like, I like Jensen Ackles. I and just, if, I, if I can't get Jensen Ackles as Red Hood, I'll take it. My thing is, like, I've just, like, I have to draw these lines in the sand somewhere. And, like, I cannot get invested or excited about this stuff. I have to keep that Dial of Destiny level expectation. The expectation that any moment anything that I do like is going to get pulled out from under me by people in suits who don't give a crap about what the vast majority of the people watching the movies think. It's all about algorithms. It's all about like what tests well. See, see, so this is the problem. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what the fans say because even... The majority of the fans just don't care about the stuff going on behind the scenes. People like but, us care because we find this stuff interesting. Most of the general audience, they don't care. They're, they're going to go watch it and they'll just spend their money and blah, blah, blah. But, in the day, especially with Warner Brothers, it doesn't matter because even if the company does, like even if the movies do poorly and the company starts to sink, They'll just sell it to somebody. Because there's more money in selling that billion dollar company than there is in like making a good product. Because people are still going to... Warner Brothers has their hands in a lot of shit. So right. people are still going to watch it. And then when it starts to go downhill like it always does, they'll just sell it to somebody right. else. Because at the end of the day, they don't answer right. to the people that watch the movies. They answer to people mm -hmm. that are shareholders. Right. Which is why I'm like, I just need to get me some of these shares of this company. And so even if I don't like these movies, I'm still getting paid for it. That's right. And the bottom line is, Warner Brothers needs to start making good comic book movies again. They have made some. They need to start... And, and the flops did not start until after they kicked Zack Snyder out. That is a But fact. see, this is the thing, though. Until the shareholders demand better product mm -hmm. because it would make more money. They're not going to do That's it. That's true. It's, so it's, it's, so the people in charge of Warner Brothers, like, I don't even know who's in charge now. I don't know if Zaslav is still in charge or not. It's Zaslav. It doesn't matter like what all of us want. His, his job, at the end of the day, is to make the shareholders happy. So it's why I don't get mad at this because I'm like, the man's job isn't to make me happy. His job isn't to provide me with good entertainment. His job is is to make the people that are invested in that and, company money, and if he does, like, it's it's why I don't like. I'm indifferent to James Gunn being in charge. Like, they were both just the people in charge sold the company to Discovery. They put somebody else in charge. Their job is to answer to like Jim, Jane, Felipe, and fucking Guadalupe or whatever to like make them money. Those people don't care how they get their money. They just want their money. And, and that, if they think that they'd get more money by just selling the company again, it's what they'll do. We don't matter to them. Like, the, the product, the, the IPs that they own don't matter. And unless somebody takes over that genuinely cares about that stuff, or the, or the, the shareholders are like, maybe we should try to make good shit again. It does... It, 
it's not going to matter. And that is why. That is exactly why I always say Warner Brothers is maybe the worst run company of all time when it comes to large entertainment media. And why I have to like choose to say no more. Because it's obvious that the people who do run this company, the people who are shareholders in this company, have no interest in doing their job, which is to be an entertainment producing company. You can't be an entertainment producing company if what you're producing is not entertaining. Um, it's not true because like, there are multiple people that release reality TV like, and that shit's not entertaining. Well, not to us, but that shit's hella entertaining to some people. Um, what I wanted, but the general audiences who these movies are made oh, for. Oh, yeah, they, they fucking own New Line Cinema. The general audiences who these movies are made for have started turning on these movies. They're flopping. Just word of mouth. I've not heard anybody say, I love that Flash movie. Like, there's... I have. That's, I didn't hear anybody hear anything. I didn't hear a single good thing about Black Adam. I heard... I heard it was meh, which, of course, we agreed with. Like, I heard... You know, and it's and it's going to happen... It happens. That's the other thing, though. It's not just... I don't think most of the people... I Sure, there are, there are a lot of people who are like, these movies are bad. Most people, though... Because ticket prices, it's it's the ticket prices have continued to go up, and number one reason why people don't go to the movies is because it's too freaking expensive. Exactly. Number it, two is that they're making bad movies. It's more so like, that the tickets are expensive. Though, it's very because expensive. people will go watch bullshit. Well, and and, and the pandemic but, changed well, yeah, the way we watch things, exactly. streaming and all that. It's all because true. there's a there's a handful of movies that people will feel the need to go out and see these days. I promise you when Mission Impossible Mission comes Impossible. out next week, it is going to be packed full of people. Oppenheimer's going to do well. Oppenheimer's going to do well. But then, it's the stuff that they know isn't Barbie going to... Might. Barbie Barbie's might. Barbie might be a sleeper Barbie's going to do well. It's the stuff that like people know will be on streaming later. Right. But, and that's the other thing. St- the studios are like, well, we can just like do a couple of weeks in a theater then put it straight in streaming. If I know that something is going to go straight to, straight to a streaming service that I already pay for, why would I go spend money on it right. when I can just wait like two weeks and watch it from the comfort of my own home? Because because that's I, what they they need to stop doing that. Like right. like like oh well it'll have two weeks in theaters then we'll just put it on like stop it stop because doing that. what will happen eventually is we will lose movie theaters yes. And that will it's, be... It's why, as crazy as he is, I like Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise is like... Tom Cruise and Christopher Nolan, which is funny that they're beefing at the moment. Well, it's more so Tom is beefing with... I think Tom's people are beefing Tom with, is not beefing with Nolan. Tom is beefing with Universal. Yeah. Because Tom is like, no, I need these IMAX theaters. But Tom and Christopher Nolan are like some of the only people in Hollywood that are making movies that genuinely care about the movie going experience it's why Tom wouldn't let them release uh, Top Gun Maverick on streaming before it was in movies it's why Nolan got upset that they were releasing stuff on the streaming not in movies and like you should have released Tenet in streaming because it would have saved me some fucking time that movie was god awful but 
and I, honestly, I don't even know why the studios are so adamant about releasing stuff on streaming. You're losing money putting stuff on streaming. Because if I know, like, if, if we're all hanging out, you, me, and a bunch of our friends are hanging out, and something is streaming on a various app, or it's still playing in theaters, why would we all spend, like, 15, 20 bucks to go watch it when I've, depending on what the streaming service is, I've paid 14 bucks, mm-hmm. and we can all just sit in my house and watch it together and then use that money that we were going to spend on tickets to, like, go get food and do other stuff. Right. It's a, it's a because, terrible business model. Because, you know, the experience of watching a movie used to be such a big deal. Like, the, the actual experience of being in the theater with the huge screen and the sound and, and other people, like, on an opening night, used to be a big thing. Like so many other things in our society and our culture, it's been cheapened over the years as prices have risen. So it's it's risen. It's been cheapened and as like ex, like as prices have risen, and it's just it it's, costs more. But there's nothing new, right? With the exception of gimmicky stuff, which I hate 3D movies with a passion because the technology has not gotten to the the technology is great if you don't have to already wear glasses. But if you're wearing glasses, putting 3D glasses on top of your already like on your face, it's a pain in the ass. So By the way, I'm not we doing should. that. IMAX is great, but only if the movie has been shot in IMAX. We should. I'm not watching a 4D movie. We should go watch Mission Impossible and Oppenheimer over the ne- like back to back next two weeks in IMAX. We should go watch those going to require us to either go to AMC 24 or Atlantic Station. We can do that. We have the technology. I would rather go to Atlantic Station. You down to drive? No. No. Then it's going to be AMC 24. No, fam, you going to drive to Atlantic Station? No, B, I, you know, <laughs> me and that, that, that Atlantean drive. You got to conquer your fear at some um, point, fam. It's not going. It's not going to be to watch Mission Impossible in IMAX. I will conquer my fear one day when someone is like, "Yo, dog, I got you tickets to watch, uh, you know, like Georgia Tech play UGA, and like it's an undefeated season." Which, since I know that ain't never going to happen, I'm about to say. And even if it was an undefeated uh, season, they would lose. They would lose the UGA. And I would just drive to uh, East Point and hop on that Mark train. I will tell you. I, I okay. I will take the MARTA train that gets off up there that's not far from the IMAX station or the IMAX theater because there's one that runs up there next to uh, Little Five Points. Not Little Five Points, uh, Atlantic Station. I'd do that. I'll drive to East Point. Just, just drive to it. No, just, just drive. I'm not doing it. Damn. I'm not doing it's, it. It's not that frightening. I'm not doing it. Why? It's just a thing I'm not doing. It doesn't make any sense. Why? You, like, I don't... I don't drive to Atlanta. You don't do cruise ships. It's just a thing I'm not doing. It's completely different. Yes, like statistically, mine is far more likely to kill you. Like, I'm not, I'm not doing it. Anyway, also we are going. Why would I go, this is the thing with the like, cruise ship. Why would I get on a cruise ship when I can take a plane? I mean, cruise ships are for leisure. Planes are for travel. I'm trying to get to where I'm trying to. I don't have time for cruise ships. It's it's for, it's for it's for leisurely activities. I don't. Any leisurely activity I can do on a cruise ship, I can do at my destination when I get there. It's so like, why brave? See, like, now we're back to, like, watching it at home. It's like, I don't want to drive to Atlanta. Like, um, I would drive to AMC 24, though, even though... You'll get shot there. Um, 
Depends on the time of day. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, all right, so that's that's about all I have for the flush, <clears throat> the flash. Uh, and uh, I don't know about you, but I'm freaking starving, and it's like pushing nine o'clock. Oh, I was I was gonna go get food as soon as we woke uh, up. So, all right. Um, for those of you wondering why I didn't mention anything about uh, The Witcher, it's because I'm waiting until the second half of that season drops in July. Then you will get my full take on The Witcher Season 3, which just so happens to be the final season of The Witcher. Correct. All right. So, uh, like, share, comment, subscribe. Tell tell your friends uh, we're back. Um and if you pay close attention, we're always back every month. We're not gone that long. Um, we will be back with Mission Impossible, Oppenheimer reviews. Insidious Chapter uh, Insidious, five. that comes out tomorrow. Might have to check that out tomorrow. Um, looking forward to that. So, all right, guys. Um, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, go like click the three little dots. Go to where it says Share. Click copy link. Spam all your friends with it. Spam all your friends with the link door stuff. I don't care. Just do it. Also, in the coming weeks, we'll have some coverage of Marvel's Secret Invasion. I think we've both watched the first couple episodes, maybe. Uh, episode 3 just um, aired today. And uh, did Scrolls. Everybody a scroll. Also, uh, I have been watching uh, The Walking Dead, Maggie and Negan spinoff. Dead City. I've seen three episodes. Oh, the first episode. Good stuff. Uh, it, it's, it, is be- it is closer to good Walking Dead and then it is bad Walking Dead. There's three more episodes of that, so I may wait till it's over and then just talk about the whole six episodes. So, um, Cool. Alright, thanks for listening. We will be back very soon with more. Uh, <laughs> stick around. And look, kids, if you can go back in time, don't. don't. It's not <laughs> worth it. And if you do, you're not going to be able to change anything. And if I find out that you can go back in time and you're thinking about it, much like John Wick, I will hunt you down and I will find you. And there's there's nothing that'll stop me. Because you're not about to be out here destroying the timeline on my watch. With that said, happy 4th of July, even though that was the other day. I don't know what holiday it is. It's okay, Logan, because we're free every day. I mean, it's true, except for when I have to go to work. Yeah. Bye-bye now. Dinosaur. What the f- <laughs> I didn't even... End it. Just end it. Dinosaur. We didn't even... Did we talk with it? Turn it off. <laughs> oh, man. Bye-bye.